0: I'm Eamon. I'm Merlin. And we're gay. And his NB. Episode
1: number 39. Thank you guys so much for listening to us on another episode of A Gay and His NB. Thank you so much for joining us for these past 39 episodes. And we have so much to talk about this week. We cannot wait to get into all of it. Uh, but before we do, we got some things to get out of the way. First, be sure to uh, wherever you're listening to us, whether that be on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, various other podcast platforms be sure to leave a rating or a review wherever you do uh it helps us get into the algorithm helps us get seen by more people helps us get into the mix of all the great podcasts that are out there and get more people listen to what we got to say so we always appreciate it whenever you leave a rating or a review um, be sure to also follow us on all of our social medias whether that be on twitter facebook instagram TikTok, we're always posting clips from the podcast, including funny memes and all, and all new stuff. We're trying to also maybe give you sort of our immediate thoughts on sort of like Bravo news and stuff like that. We're trying, you know, you know, because there's always so much stuff going on and
2: right, and yeah. stuff
1: happening in the community and stuff like that. So if you want our immediate thoughts, quick distilled thoughts, please follow us on all of our social medias, and you'll be uh, sure to get them there
0: including the new threads platform Yes, we, we are... have a
1: threads because fuck you, Elon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're now on threads. Uh, be sure to follow us on there. Um, if you're following us on Instagram, you should be able to yep. uh, get threads, which we encourage you to do. So, uh, you'll immediately be following us on there. So yeah, trying out new uh, ventures as well. Thank you for pointing that out. I almost forgot that we were on threads. <laughs> uh, you can also, speaking of threads, different kinds of threads.
0: Right. Actually, instead of threads, it's Threadless. It's our merch store. At again,
1: it's mb.threadless.com. That was weird. But there are a lot Really of, perfectly done, and we did not intend for it There a are a
0: lot of threads in the things that you buy, like the shirts, they have threads <laughs> and um, all the bags, the, those are sewn together with thread, um, lots of different thread, but also threadless things like um, magnets mm-hmm. and, and stickers and, and coffee mugs, coffee that, mugs
1: for your daily coffee. If you're hanging on by a thread. <laughs> no, one too many. No, reel it back, real Reel it back. But no, we have great designs over there um, that are really, really fun. Uh that you like Merlin said, you can get on a variety of different things. So you can check that out at a Be sure to order something uh as soon as you can. Um and also Um, If you have any questions for us that you would like us to answer on a future episode of the podcast, you can submit that to us across our social media platforms and also uh, by email at agayandhisenvy at gmail.com. And we may answer on a future episode of the podcast. So be sure to uh, get your questions in. We would love to hear them. Um, But we have a lot in store, like I mentioned today on this episode. Babe, what do we have on tap to talk about
0: well um this week we uh didn't get an episode of real housewives of atlanta for some reason i guess fourth of july but that doesn't make sense because that was on tuesday yeah atlanta comes on on sunday so i'm not sure why that got preempted but whatever Um, it gave us the opportunity To uh, binge watch uh, Summer House Martha's Vineyard. Yes,
1: which I had heard a lot of great things about. And it was eight episodes, so it was like...
0: Super digestible, like really great characters. And we will dive into all of that. Um, for you on today's episode. Um, Also, towards the end, we will be talking about uh, this newest episode of Real Housewives of Orange County. Lots of exciting things happening in Montana, which is not a sentence I ever thought I'd say, but here we are. Um, But before we get to any of that stuff, we are starting with Drag Race.
1: Drag Race, new episode of Drag Race All-Stars eight. We are down to our final four. Um, We'll we'll talk also a little bit about how the scheduling of things. Yeah, what is this format we're doing? We were very shocked at the end of the episode. We'll 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 get to that because Drag Race. I don't know what exactly you're trying to do, but um, no, but we'll talk about it. Um, We return into the workroom the next day, or excuse me, after La La Ri was just eliminated. Um, by Alexis Michelle, obviously. Alex, I it it wasn't. I mean, I I was. I I don't want to be like Alexis should have cried more, but it was like (laughs) she was kind of just like I won, and like you know, yeah, the choice was hard with Candy and Lala, but you know, I made the choice, and I'm not really that conflicted about it. At least like she's
0: she's had a rough week on social media. She really. (laughs) Well, I mean, the week before, and we talked about it last week, about people coming for her and her walking back her decision. And so we'll see um, on this week's episode how that all continues to unfold. Yeah. But who?
1: Well, they're playing. The thing is, everyone's playing a lot of games this season. And uh, I also, but also there's the weird. So they're all on the couch, right? And they pull out the lipsticks from the box. And obviously it was unanimous for Lala. And all that. But then Alexa's like just straight, straight up hints to like, like basically tells Candy, you know, and I took into account what we discussed over on the couches and what, and you know, the, what we told each other. Like basically outright almost without expressly saying, but pretty much saying, we made a deal on the couches
2: in yeah. front of Jimbo and
1: Jessica. Yeah. And I was just like, what do, like, I, I, I am one of the people that has for years been open to this new this format of all-stars which uh, if we are to believe like reports and stuff like that they're going to be changing going forward cuz and go back to like the regular format I think that's the right move.
0: I I agree um yeah I I'm real sick of it to be honest.
1: But also because even like like how do you guys not know how to play this game? Like like why yeah. would you do that? Like I like it it's uh, I think like I mean, honestly, I think they just need to make a separate show where they put everyone in a house and just essentially do Big Brother with...
0: Oh, I agree. I, I think alum. it'd be great.
1: Like, it's... Yeah, but it's just, like... Even Jimbo... Jimbo, like, literally vocalizes, like, wait, what are you guys talking about? And, like, they don't say anything. And it's just, like... I don't know. It was frustrating as hell to me. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> understand it whatsoever. And they're also very heavy on the edit, I feel. up Like, they were very heavy on, like what the message they wanted to send out of what could possibly happen. Like they were really emphasizing like, well, the minute Jimbo goes in the bottom, somebody's going to vote them out. And like, you know, they can't slip up once or like, you know, oh, is it going to bite candy having multiple alliances? And like,
0: you know, I mean, I, but yeah, like (laughs) I, if I were Jimbo, I'd definitely be thinking about that. And if I were everybody else, I'd be thinking about like, like that, that's how these games work. Right. So like, I mean, they openly talk, it's, it's a very similar situation on Survivor, like where they openly talk about the fact that the second this person doesn't win immunity, we have to vote them out. Yeah. So, I mean, but yeah. I
1: think, I, and that's the also, that was also the issue I had with the ending. Well, the, the ending ending of the episode, because it was yeah. just like, okay, now we're playing with fate a little bit, where it's like, yeah.
0: People we'll, have said, we'll get to it. Yeah, Remind well, me that I had a, a, a thought, about that. thought about that when we get
1: to the end. Right. But we come back into the workroom the next day, uh, and they get the maxi challenge from Rue, which is that we get another roast. It's the roast of Carson Kressley. Um, this one, I, I, I feel like Carson was a good. Obviously, they've pretty much done everyone at this point uh-huh. in terms of the panel. Um, but like, I think Carson,
0: I would think. Well, I, they're gonna have to do T. S. Madison at some point. Yeah, that will be interesting. That'll be real interesting because <laughs> it's like, girl, You're gonna you gonna write that line? You you gotta be real careful walking that line. ca okay, and but also that's that I, would be really. You know what? Because a lot of people online have, like, not theorized, but, like, fan-casted an all-trans season. Yeah. That would be the season to do to that. To do it. Yeah. it's like, okay, all these girls get to roast her and get to make trans jokes because they are also trans.
1: Yeah. I, it's also, But also, if it sucks if when they eventually do that because the way Drag Race is format. Maybe they will, but it's like... You, I'm like, damn it! We're in, if they do like a TS Madison roast, we're never gonna get like reference to my favorite meme of TS Madisons ever. It <laughs> yeah. would never fly on MTV. Vagin, oh, Queen. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? <said?
0: laughs> it's my favorite meme. TS Madison in her messy era, which is every era. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but no, we'll get into it uh, in the challenge. But like, I, I was. It wasn't until things were playing out. It was like, oh wait, you actually there actually is a lot of material on Carson. Yeah. that people can like play off. Of. It, I I mean Carson's career is pretty extensive. Yeah, in in that regard. I mean,
0: they didn't even really touch on Queer Eye. Here and there,
1: like it was more. <laughs> I mean, it was funnier to hit him. I think a lot of people. It was smart. It was funnier to hit him on the more obscure stuff he's done. Of like the with the whole thing of like, oh, he'll take anything. Like he'll basically do any job. Yeah. Like what was the um. What was the show where it was, like, rap battle, but it was, like, about, like, rapping presents?
0: Like <laughs> yes, I forgot about that. Like,
1: he's, take, he's taking some weird jobs. So, like, you know. Um, they're all discussing their material of what they want to do. Jessica is kind of worried about this because she's like, I fine. like, I'm a very funny person, but, like, I, my humor is not to hurt people. Right. I don't really do, like, mean, like, you know, sort of biting stuff. It's more just my Personality, which I think she ended up making work for her at the end of the day,, yeah, like I think she played off of that way, and I think even in the rehearsals, they were like, you literally can just like smile and like say the meanest shit, and it's funny because yeah. it's you saying it
0: well, and the thing is is that nobody did poorly. this is no. probably like on average, the best roast we've had,
1: yeah, I would say so, oh, there was no dud there
0: clearly. was there was no dud. Um, and it was just, it was just good all the way through. And it, it, like, this is another case of Drag Race has been going on for so long that the caliber of the challenge performance, right, um, has just risen to a completely different level now will I say that the quality of the reality TV-ness of it has dropped dramatically? Absolutely. You can't even kind of compare to the first five seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, in terms of cattiness and, like, just iconic meme-worthy bullshit, right? But, I, think, I forgot who it was. Um, someone made a
1: good point about, like, that in the one of maybe one of the things that was so helpful in the earlier seasons as well was that a lot of queens were, for a better, for a better, lack of a better word, kind of desperate in that time mm. where it was like. You're working clubs for like 20 bucks and like sort yeah. of like scraping by. Now, drag has become such a commodity, and everyone has like the game planned out plan when you get on Drag Race of like, this is my year. Even if mm-hmm. I get, home, even if I get sent home like fourth, or like I don't get the most camera time, right?
0: Doesn't matter. Your booking fee skyrockets,
1: right? And so, like, everything gets planned out in that regard. So, there is sort of a little less desperation from certain queens,
0: yes. Um, but I think that there is desperation more behind the scenes that we don't see, that we don't see, like the fact that you kind of have to get, get on the show. And if you don't get on the show, I mean, local Queens are still not getting paid correctly, especially now with there being so many Rue Girls, like, the some of these clubs are screwing the girls over, and um it's it's really not okay, yeah, especially he, for for queens of color, even queens of color who have been on the show right are still not getting their due, so you know it it's like a you gotta get on the show, and then once you get on the show, you still have to make people give a shit about you right because otherwise you're still not going to get the pull because there it it is so saturated you don't necessarily get the bookings just because you've been on the show
1: it's an interesting time with the market i think yeah like it also makes me think maybe the method there is to then expand the pool even further in terms of like You know, getting drag kings, getting people, like, different types of, Mm -hmm. like, varieties to where, like, it doesn't, like you said, like, oversaturate the market in that regard, like... It's a thing to think about. Yeah. Um, Jimbo, we mentioned, though, last week, I think, when we were talking about this challenge, like, oh, God, Jimbo, is, like, unless Jimbo does, like, a character, it might not go well for them, but she ends up doing a character. She's yeah. like, I'm, I'm going to do my Joan Rivers from my Snatch Game on Canada. Which, it was great. I mean, yeah, it's like Joan Rivers, a roast. It's, like, the perfect, like, vehicle. Yeah. Like, it made, it made the most, it, it helped in that it didn't seem simply as a crutch. Like, it made logical sense to do Joan. Alexis ends up picking the order because she won last week, right? right? There wasn't much with this that they'd done in the past like she is like I just want to go first. Everyone else it's not like a, you know, to screw anyone or whatever. It's like I want to open and then you got, you know, whatever you guys do from there. Um we then go into the rehearsal session with Michelle and with Alex Mappa. Um this was a, I would say better rehearsal section than I had seen in past Times with Michelle, like it was, it there were a little better critiques Mm -hmm. than than most. Um, they kind of critique Alexis's because it feels a little bit more like a wedding toast than a actual like um. I mean,
0: but that's the vibe. Yeah, that's the Alexis Michelle vibe. So
1: (laughs) there's a lot of like pomp to how like she was like delivering things, and it was like
0: I mean. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's kind of like a if you're booking Alexis Michelle for a roast, you should know that that's what you're getting, right? So, like,
1: and maybe if she just like leaned into it a little bit more and made it more more campy. emphasized, like I think would have probably helped a lot. Um, I would. They kind of critique Jimbo's for, jokes for being a little too like like out there, like like too like had to think about them a little bit more. And it's like yeah,
2: that,
1: I didn't like. I think I get their point. It ended up working better, but it was like, they were like, that's not really Joan's humor. And I'm like, it kind of is like the joke that she made about Jimbo was like, Jessica, Wild was such a slut. You got to fuck her with her legs crossed. I'm like, that is a joke. Joan would make. I feel like, and like,
0: I still don't. Oh, okay. Got it. Cause See, her, cause uh-huh, her uh, uh-huh.
1: female genitalia is not tight. Uh-huh. Therefore, again, maybe it is too much of a leap. I don't know. I thought it was funny immediately. Like to me, I don't like, I know it's funny because of the delivery and the way you like, uh-huh. sort of like sell it more than like, okay, what does that mean? You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. They are getting ready the next day in their makeup. And then Katya arrives of all places. They were, they were like, so you just want to come in and do a,
0: a bit? Well, I mean, she's in the basement. You might as well.
1: I know, right? This was, it was so interesting. So basically, Kati's like, so I'm just going to like have these like, f- you know, flashes of me just asking the most random questions to these people. And like the most, per- like, did you fight anyone yet? <laughs> like, <laughs> who do you think has the biggest penis here? <laughs> Whale. Well, yeah. Like, um, it was. It was interesting also to see I we also watched we've watched like a lot of uh, recently and like we're a big like bald and the beautiful listeners uh, recently. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting to see Katya on Drag Race. It feels like we haven't seen her on Drag Race in so much so long. And it was like, okay, so this is like Katya turned down to five, which is still crazy. Uh But it's still like Drag Race crazy. Like there, like if you listen to like the podcast and stuff, it's. In, like it wasn't as insane as Katya typically
0: is. Oh yeah. Well, and it it's also like bringing me back to you. Remember the weird series that she did, like recounting
2: oh. her time
0: on the show behind like that green screen and with the... yeah, it was real. And it was just like this is the ramblings of my drugged addled mind. Yeah, and it is like holy shit, like, what is going on in this woman's brain? To compare that to who she is now on, you know, uh, and on Queens Like to Watch and oh, yeah. Bald and the Beautiful, all the different places where we can get her and, and Trixie together, um, it's just night and day. And then to put her back in the workroom is shocking. Right. And uh, she tells her
1: famous joke about uh, what did the gay necrophiliac say about his ex-lover? <laughs> that rotten asshole split on me again. <laughs> Jeez. It was good. See, it was uh, like dirty enough, but it's like, you yeah. know. And then Katya tells him, ladies, remember, drag is all about being fierce, having fun. And if you fail, you're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> and I really loved also when she was leaving and she hugs Candy and goes, you'll be dragged online for the rest of your life if you do anything wrong. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. Um, let's go to the main stage and go into some of the sets. Um, uh, we start, as I mentioned, with Alexis. I, like you said, I thought the really solid, good opener, like it was Mm -hmm. like, it wasn't like the funniest, but like, it was a solid opener to like set the mood on things.
0: Yeah, I completely agree.
1: And it progressed really, uh, progressed really well. Like, like I said, it was a lot also about like Carson's, um, like, uh, IMDB, (laughs) which I'm sure will be a topic
0: on, uh, you know, I'm surprised there wasn't a spit roasting joke.
1: You know, Jessica did say he looked like a roast chicken. That was the closest.
0: Yeah, but that's more about rotisserie. Yeah, spit roasting.
1: Anyway, um, Alexis uh, said, uh, "You, I thought was her best joke was you first enter our hearts on Queer Eye, then you hosted How to Look Good Naked, which you don't." Huh? <laughs> it, it was a good. It was a good like, and she loosened up more than like what she was yeah. on the rehearsals. So overall, really decent job. Um, then we had Jessica, Jessica, like, I think was smart again to like really lean into the accent, mm-hmm. like, you know, sort of just like have the confidence. I think through what was one of the judges like, was like your confidence really like shown through in it to where it's like, yeah. even if you like stumble and you don't hit the, the, hit the punchline the perfect, you know, way, like it was still funny because you believed in what you were doing. There was talk about, uh, <laughs> uh, I guess, uh, there's something, like, it was clear they gave them, like, a pamphlet of, like, facts about Carson, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. One of them was clearly that uh, he had a pet miniature horse at one point named Sparky, and so...
0: It's <laughs> she, like, everybody referenced the damn horse.
1: Yeah, and it's like, we the normal public would not know anything about this, but Jessica had a good joke of... Uh, bringing it up and going, I think Carson's drag name should be Sparky Versace in honor of his two favorite animals. That was pretty good. That was a good line. Um, We then see Candy's. Candy's was really, I forgot Candy won her roast on her season. Mm -hmm. Um, She did a really decent job as well. She did kind of steal some material. Uh, She uh, said that Jimbo was shaped like a capital P, which I was
0: like, that's a Wendy Williams joke. Rest in
1: peace, Wendy Williams. (laughs) She's not dead. She's not dead. (laughs) Um, No. I uh, I've recently I get into bouts where I still like oh god I miss the Wendy Williams show so much. Um uh Candy gets there's a moment where he makes Candy makes a joke about, you know, you know, like with Jimbo, money can't it's clear money can't buy you talent or something like that and mm-hmm. gets like ooze from the audience as if like, Ooh, that was too cutting or whatever, which like I guess. Um, but can they were like they praised Candy for rolling with it and like making a joke about it, like, guys it's a roast. Like yeah. like Handled it well, um, Candy. I think while I, I do agree, Jim. But Candy I think had the best joke of the night. I I laughed the most at Candy's joke of, you and I have a lot more in common than you think, Carson. I love ketamine. You're an equestrian. <laughs> that made <laughs> like, me laugh so fucking hard. Because <laughs> there was also all this time in the workroom of her just being like, what's an excatarian or whatever <laughs> she was saying. <laughs> like thought it meant like pescatarian. Uh-huh. Like yeah.
0: Um, I only eat horses. No,
1: yeah. Uh, Jimbo then, as Joan Rivers, was phenomenal though. Like, yeah. completely. Like, was funny after funny after funny. Like, there was no dead spot. Um, <laughs> like the Candy Muse is such a bitch that you gotta t- let her smell your goddamn hand before you get close. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was nuts. Um, and then she also makes a joke about like the woman of the evening. Let's hear it for Ellen DeGeneres, everybody. <laughs> and then later says, corrects herself and calls her in uh, Tola Swinton. Yep. Um, really good. St- also like, uh, like, uh, drags Melissa rivers at one point, like just brings Melissa rivers into the thing. <laughs> uh,
0: Melissa rivers. Now
1: why i it, which is, but I mean like that was, you know, that was yeah. young. like Jimbo. <laughs> when my daughter, Melissa was bad. I didn't threaten her with boarding school. I threatened her with the goddamn glue factory. <laughs> uh, it was great. Um, and then so after they perform, then we get a, sp- a surprise fifth performance by uh Jackie Wood, aka Tom Felicia from yep. Queer Eye, and his drag persona when he was on Celebrity Drag Race. Um, so uh, we weren't we didn't have our podcast at the time. Celebrity Drag Race was great. This oh, it was season. so good, not not as much the first season. The first season wasn't you know, no. the form, but the way they did the second year. The format was great and I'm actually kind of excited for it to come back.
0: Like Yeah, I, I agree, especially if they get a good cast like they had this this season. Yeah. Um was glad to see Glee alum on there. Um was glad to see, you know, a lot of just a wide variety. Got some good names and I did like that they kinda of, like I love that they didn't
1: maintain the whole mass singer element of it throughout. Like it right. was like first couple episodes will make it like but like it's at a certain point you figure out who it is like yeah. it's not the, it's not like in the mass singer where it's like you're completely cloaked like you can tell you know through the makeup who someone is really yeah um but it's still like a fun little like fun little show um the the, the jackie wood had a good joke of i'm not going to piss all over you carson i'll leave that for the hookers in palm springs <laughs> That was a fun one, um, but yeah, like you said, I think this was the most solid roast overall. Like yeah. in terms of like no duds, everyone did great. Um, we go to the runway category is Snow Bunny. Um, I think this. I think the problem is this category is a little overdone. A little overdone. The, what more can you do? Yeah. that hasn't been done in the, however many seasons of Drag Race. I will
0: say Alexis Michelle looked. Gorgeous. I thought she looked really good. Jimbo's makeup was probably the best I've ever seen.
1: Oh her. yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I, I well, to Alexis's, I love the hair. They praised her, like it yeah. was a, they're like, I love that we had a different hair for you. Like yeah. it was, you know, a different vibe. I really liked Jessica's. It's not the most like intricate necessarily, but there I was something. It was kind of boring.
2: Yeah,
1: yes, you're not wrong. But there was something about it that was giving like, this is like, this is like, she was like a real housewife on a, on a vacation to like, uh, this uh, to Aspen or whatever. Like it was very, there was a certain, like, I know there's all this debate about not doing realness categories anymore because you know, the variety of drag now and you know, stuff like that. But like, I, to give, it gave the most, I would say quote unquote realness. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, I can see that. Like you know on a reality show like uh, like a real housewives of whatever. Right. like i really like that
0: i i do wish that she had more height to her hair but it made yeah. sense when she had the hood up that she wouldn't have it but taking the hood down it really like it was just it was flat yeah like it needed like a top knot or something up there some
1: extra sort of like bounce
0: or uh-huh. something like yeah um and on the opposite end of the spectrum was um candy you did not like candies at all. I hated candies. she shorts. was like
1: i do like I appreciate the sort of like thought of like i'm gonna take snow but make it slut like i'm gonna i'm gonna wear no clothing
0: i I'm going to echo what uh, Bob the drag Queen said on sibling rival rivalry? we rival we rival we rival we mowage no <laughs> uh, um, rivalry uh this week which was i hate a thong over stockings yeah and they weren't matched a thong that goes in the ass mhm not sitting on top of the cheeks that's not how that works
1: that's the pro- like i think like if you're going to pad like that you can't really get that sort of full effect and when right. you turn it's never going to be like Right. What you hope for. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, I kind of like the hair. I would say that's the one thing I kind of really like about it. <laughs> um, yeah. Unfortunately. I thought,
0: I thought that the um, boots, unfortunately, made her legs look stumpy. Yeah. It was not a good... Like, for someone whose whole brand this season has been showing off her legs... This did not do it. No, I agree. This was a disservice to that.
1: And she has a good, like, the shape is pretty good. But it's just, like like you said, the foot, the the boot doesn't do any justice to it. And the, it's, yeah. Yeah, not my favorite. Um, do we want to go through some of the um, fame game looks and sort of get our thoughts I, of I them? thought,
0: um, while I hated how it looked. Mm-hmm. I thought Darian's idea and concept was funny. Sure, it's all yes, but I've also kind of seen it. Like,
1: sure. Oh, let me go. You know, silver platinum card instead of like cold. You know, sort of that vibe. Like, yeah. You know, I thought this was the most expensive James Mansfield has ever fucking looked on that runway.
0: Fucking phenomenal!
1: Like it was like. If James, would, I, this was one of the cases, like, I wished this category would have been when James was still on the main yes. show, because, like, she needed to get praise for this. Yeah. It was uh, It was the biggest glow up from, like, her original season. I By far.
0: Agree. Kahana looked great. Yeah. Lala ne- looked great. Never looked
1: bad. I like the hair on Lala. I like the, the yes. little sort
0: of, like, curly mm-hmm. blonde. And I like her in a blonde, yeah. I yeah. like that on her. It's a good contrast.
1: Monica's, I thought, was good. I thought it was a little stepped up for Monica where, like, she tends to go a little bit more quote-unquote basic feminine. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought there was enough elements to it that sort of, like, elevated it.
0: I Uh, thought Mace's was fine.
1: Yeah, did I you mean, see everyone's making fun of her, um, the voiceover for when she walks the runway? Have you saw, seen that on like Twitter? No, it's. it's I can't even remember exactly. what she's like, I'm dripping. In <laughs> it's like, like it's like three sentences of like five words each, and it's just like it was so like, yes, girl, give us nothing. <laughs> like, <just> <laughs> like
0: <laughs> uh, Kasha, the yellow snow thing. Mm.
1: I, yes go with the I mean like
0: yeah
1: especially when everyone's gonna go either white or like y blue mm-hmm. like is it's a good contrast I like the hair
0: Um, and she does look better in warm colors yeah not the best boot either no especially because it's silver when her whole look is yellow and gold
1: yeah well and silver with like elements
0: of like almost maroonish in it yeah it's like a it's it's like a iridescent type thing right So it's like catching some of the set lighting and all of that
1: yeah not my favorite i will say i think i thought james far and away ran away with this in terms of at least the fame game
0: looks oh completely
1: um we go back to the main stage though and jimbo is the winner of the challenge um rightfully so fully agree um and this is now the case of like and and I, yeah, I should have even thought when they, the way she phrased it was like we're now at the point in the competition where if you're not in the top, you're in the bottom, essentially. So everyone, everyone who's not Jimbo is now up for elimination, essentially. Mm-hmm. Candy, Jessica, and Alexis. Um. So the and yeah, so I was like, okay, so this will be interesting. I don't really know where anyone's going with this. Oh, they but they go to the like we see the voting booth, but they. I thought eh, I wish they didn't do this in retrospect because I think it kind of gave away the game. They showed, of the queens that weren't Jimbo, they showed everyone's vote. Yeah. They showed that Candy and Jessica voted for Alexis and that um, uh, Alexis voted for Candy. Mm-hmm. Or no, for Jessica. Excuse me. Yeah, no, she voted for Jessica because she literally told Jessica and Untucked, I can't vote for you. And then literally voted yeah. for her. But now, like, I feel like that gave away the game that Jimbo was going to win. Yeah, because why would you like I I understand showing those three votes if everyone voted for a different person. Yeah, if it was a three way tie of one vote each, because then it's like, well, then, oh, it,
0: def- for, then it defers. And to then it all comes vote.
1: down to Jimbo winning.
0: Well, even if she loses, it's her it's her vote.
1: Right. But then that at least gives the option of like Jimbo could still lose this lip thing, lip sync. You know, to me, when I yeah. see the vote, I'm like, so if they don't. Sh- so if Jimbo doesn't win the lips, lip sync, like we already know who's going home. So where's the drama in that? Right. You know what I mean? So it kind of gave away that Jimbo was going to win in my view, which was a big moment. And it's like, don't spoil that. Yeah. Um, And then also Jimbo walking up and I was like, oh, my God, Jimbo walking up to the box to pick the lips, uh, lipstick. In the fucking talent show look from UK versus the
2: world.
0: I just, I, I could not. The Casper, the horny ghost was just like. Well,
1: and it's one thing also, because Rue and Michelle have seen that performance already, right? Tom Felicia had to have been so fucking confused. (laughs) Like what the fuck was happening? Yeah. It was like. I, I, if, and also people, again, if you didn't watch UK versus the world, if you happen to be like the person, the Drag Race fan who only watches like limited stuff, and maybe this is your first time just seeing Jimbo this season because you don't watch the international franchises, Mm -hmm. like, you're like, what the fuck is happening? It was like, what the fuck was happening when he did it on the talent show? Like So, like, I can only imagine. Um, But we get to the lip sync. Uh, The lip sync assassin is Silky Nutmeg Ganache, which I was really excited about. I'm glad that Silky's had this, like, renaissance Mm -hmm. as of late in sort of, especially with how negative she was perceived from her original season. Like, really great to see her sort of come into her own in many regards and be lighter and freer and funner. And both of them then lip-sync to Freakazoid by Midnight Star. Never heard this song before.
0: Neither have I, and uh, to be honest, I don't know that I ever will again. Mm. It was
1: kind of, I was like, okay, this is, they're kind of trying to lay it up to Jimbo. A little bit. Like, it was like, okay, this is a little out there. Possible. Silky did a great job, I thought.
0: Like, Yeah, but you're not competing with Jimbo in that costume. Marshmallow
1: Man, pregnant. Throwing bologna at people, I just I silky like
0: silky <laughs> not, not the, even silky and them fuck at one point like not even just throwing the baloney though, but the fact that Jimbo pulls it out of, of his the bussy, and births, births It bursts and bursts it bursts it on the fucking runway, and it's it I just it
1: uh, if again if you haven't experienced it. I'm I'm so sorry. I mean, it's phenomenal. Like it's a phenomenal performance and watch the talent show performance. Well, and it's not even just that
0: she does it in clubs too. Yeah. So it's, it's one of her staples,
1: but it's so well, like the talent show, when she originally did it, it's so well structured in story. Oh yeah. That it's like, okay, this, this ends up working in a way that you wouldn't think it would. Um, But Jimbo ends up winning. So this is Jimbo's first ever lip sync win. Like, you know, big deal, obviously. Um, for him, I keep saying, I don't know why I keep calling Jimbo him.
0: Do you know? The, I don't know what there's Jimbo's something about Jimbo that like are. gives him to me. <laughs> like, it's what like are, is it like him, like, uh, from powderpuff girls? Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's
1: what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, Jimbo's like signature is giant tits. I don't know why I keep defaulting to, uh, I don't know. Um, but then Jimbo reveals their lip stink lipstick
2: oh, My god, I can never
1: get it and that was even worse. <laughs> that has literally been my Achilles heel this whole season. Like if anything get rid of the twist for
0: that. Like I I'm, I'm sick of like mi- Ugh, it's terrible. Well, and then the fact that you called it a lip stink can like Considering the fact that she just did the stinky finger thing. With uh, the, yeah. yeah. And it was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, she
1: pulls the lip product uh, out of her, out of her. Bu- oh, no. No, she doesn't even pull it out. Of her button. She pulls it out of the, the, her bussy. I hate that <laughs> word. I'm sorry. <laughs> and reveals that Alexis has been eliminated.
0: Alexis I, looked pressed. Yes. But before we get to that, can we mention the fact that she delivers the speech and the name in character. Oh, well, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, Alexis! And it's just like, oh, my God. What fever dream is
1: this? It's too much. It's way too much. I mean, I love it, but yeah. Um, Alexis ends up going home. Um, and we're like, oh, and I'm like, we got our final three. This is a good final three, et cetera. And then we get the preview for next week, and they're doing a makeover challenge, and someone's going home, and I'm like, what is happening?
0: Somebody theorized that they're trying to make it to where it's a clear layup for, for Jimbo, because they don't believe she can win a lip sync.
1: <sighs> but like, I, uh, it's like, we've never done a top, like, even like even when it gets narrowed down to a top two in like early seasons of Drag Race, it starts the episode with a top three. Yeah. Like, we've never had... Like, to me, it seems weird having an episode of just the top two. Yeah. Like, I don't know how... Like, I feel like that's going to be boring as shit. Sorry. Like, no offense. No, I mean, you're right. I also don't know about, like... Is it because of the fame game stuff? But also, the fame game voting opens on July 14th, I want to say it is.
0: Yes. And that's that would be the finale episode. So, um... I actually saw an episode listing...
1: Okay. So This will answer my question that, then.
0: ...that kind of explains, and I'm looking it up now...
1: Because it's like, are they just not going to reveal the fan game winner on the show? Like, I... I also... And it's also the thing of like, well, this is Paramount Plus, so it's like you can do whatever the fuck you want, I guess, but like... So,
0: I think what's happening... And, and this is what I have seen, mm-hmm. is that we've got the Makeover Challenge next episode, uh, which is episode 10. Right. Um, then episode 11, which is on the 14th, is the Fame Game Showcase. Okay. I don't know exactly what all... I think it's just all runways getting repeated, basically.
1: So it's like we're taking a week off essentially to just like rerun the fame game.
0: Yes. Okay. And and then the final episode will be on July 21st. Okay. And that's when we crown the winner. And that's also when we crown the winner of the fame game.
1: Also, are they going to. I mean, we know with Drag Race, they film every winner, like every possible winner. Are we going to have to film what, like 10 possible endings to the fame games?
0: I guess.
1: Apparently. Like, that seems like a lot.
0: Like, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, it, we'll see how it plays out, though. This seems, a, I mean, it's running a little convoluted for me, but, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, but they probably want to, like, showcase, okay, this is this person's entries into the fame game. Sure. This is this person's entries. Instead of doing, like, week to week, they just go, this is the whole package for this person this is the whole package for this person. That's probably
1: what it will be. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they, I think them going back to the old format, if that's true is kind of the way to go. Um, I agree. But that was all Stars eight for this week. Uh, we'll be interested to see how things turn out going forward. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And then when we come back, we are talking, uh, season one, the inaugural season of summer house, Martha's vineyard. Don't go anywhere. <laughs>
0: Support Survivors Know by shopping today at survivorsknow.threadless.com. That's survivorsknow.threadless.com.
1: Sidekick Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and more. Find out more at sidekickmediaservices.com.
0: Welcome back to A Gay in His MB. Let's head up north to the vacation destination that is dripping in black excellence and Milo's dog hair, <laughs> Martha's Vineyard. Summer House,
1: Martha's Vineyard. Um, our first, we ne- we, so we, we don't watch the original Summerhouse, House. Um, or Winter
0: t- House or any of the houses.
1: No, it's just a little too much on our plate um of things but i hear good thing i hear good things and not so good things in terms of like nowadays it's a little stale-ish from like bravo fans who i follow mm-hmm. but like um so basically the main concept is that in, with the original summer house it's that group of friends uh who vacation in the hamptons essentially in this like giant home and and a spin uh this time around with an all-black cast in martha's vineyard and um, I kind of had heard about Martha's Vineyard's sort of, like, historical black um, mm-hmm. history in regards to the culture there and the, I mean, the fact that they talk a lot, a lot on this show about, like, the fact that it was one of the first times in which black people got to own, like, beachside property. And, mm-hmm. like, it, there's a lot of, like, historical basis behind the area.
0: Um, so I thought well, it was... and, and technically, Summer House is a spinoff of Vanderpump Rules. Is it? Yeah, because remember, there's that... Episode oh, they sure. got soft launched from that episode of Vanderpump Rules. There's
1: like a crossover episode where it mm-hmm. like fades. We when we were doing our binge of Vanderpump Rules, like I like dozed off for a second. I was like, "What is this show? <laughs> what and is it was, this?" And we were like halfway into a summer house episode. Um, but like, yeah, it's like I thought this was a good way in which to sort of twist it, I guess, mm-hmm. in that regard, and sort of do something a little bit different. Um, I loved um the introductions of like the cult, like getting to have to learn a little bit throughout and sort of the way, the way they did it kind of seamlessly in that regard. Um, I, I don't know how close it is to like the traditional summer house ver- in terms of what Martha's like Vineyard. format and all of that. Yeah. I hear there's like a couple key differences and stuff like that, but like I really enjoyed this uh, watch of Martha's Vineyard because like it gave me, I used to be a big um, real world fan like i I, mm-hmm, I and it gave me similar vibes to that in the sense of like you see sort of this continual narrative like form it, form between these group sort of putting this pressure cooker of this house and right. sort of like everything that comes from that
0: well and to me it was giving me like um ultimate girls trip vibes
1: a little bit too in yeah in that
0: you know it's a you know vacation with a bunch of people that all know each other or you know at least vaguely know of each other Um, And they're sharing this house together and, you know, insanity ensues. Yeah.
1: What I, from what I was hearing from people, like the difference in like, in like regular summer house is that at least what used to be the case was that you would see them sort of in their regular lives too, like a housewives like show essentially. And then on the weekends they would go to the summer house. This is just 15 days of them in this house. I kind of liked it better this way. Maybe. I mean, I agree. I think. It helped, I mean, I understand people in, with certain things that we'll talk about story-wise on Martha's Vineyard. Like, I would love to see, like, certain things that happen in people's households, uh-huh. particularly Jasmine and Silas. Like, I think mm-hmm. that would be very illuminating in certain regards. But I think, like, it was nice to see sort of, like, it It, it made it, one, I think, an easier watch. I think it sort of lent to things being a little more... Um, like, things rode in, in a very interesting way because things didn't, you know, either thing There were was that... no release from it. Right, exactly. Like, I think, I, I, I personally liked it that way. I can understand if you're a Summer House fan that that could be a
0: little jarring. See, I don't like the, I don't like the going back and forth because that doesn't make sense. Like, nobody does that. Right. Um, nobody gets a vacation rental and only stays in it on the weekend but stays in it all summer yeah. on the weekends. Like yeah. you you don't do that. Like you're either going on a vacation and you stay there or you're not. Like it's it's one or the other. You're not go- like this is not a, a thing that people do. So like I I would much rather see a realistic situation where a bunch of friends rent a vacation house you and I have been on trips that are like this where it's a bunch of friends that are coming from all over and they, you know, share a cabin out in, you know, wherever, and you're just spending, you know, a couple weeks together. We've literally done that trip. So like it's, and in the era of like Airbnbs and things like that, these sorts of vacations are obtainable for normal everyday people. Right. And so I think this format is very relatable and it's something that people can, you know, see themselves in and on and it's a little bit more lateral of uh, reality TV watching, even though these people are clearly well off, right? It's not... They're not poor. They're not like normal, even lower middle class like most of us are, like... It's clearly they have more money than that, but I mean, look at the house they got. Yeah. But like, still, it's still something that I can, you know, obtain this. You know, it's not like Housewives is, where it's like so far out of reach that it just becomes like this whole other universe. Yeah. And there's a lot of
1: depth, I would say, to their characters as well, though. Oh, I, I agree. Think, I, I, I really liked about this was that they're every, everyone for the most part is pretty complex mm-hmm. and there's a lot of sort of nuances to everyone's characters to where even though this is my first time being introduced to these people, like I got a good sense of them. And oh, sort yeah. of like even the times I hated certain people, I was like, I'm interested to see because of either your background or sort of like what we know of you, why this is the way it is, Yeah, if that makes sense. Um, there was a lot of great drama too. Like I thought this was a good like it was. They come out of the gates swinging, <laughs> literally in a couple cases. In a couple cases, um, in a way that but didn't feel didn't feel like they were trying. Yeah, like it didn't feel like oh god, we gotta get a second season. Like yeah. sort of like vibe. Um, I would say without a doubt the biggest antagonist is
0: uh Bria, especially out of the gate. Yeah,
1: out of the gate. I mean, for the for, you do not start off good. First off, when you are new... Well, because she knew... Like, she had worked with Jasmine, but, like, wasn't... Like, she was being... Like, Shanice was, like, the one that brought Bria into the right. into the vacation, essentially. But, like, you do not... To not inform the host or the mm-hmm. people there that you are bringing a dog as your emotional support animal is a problem. <laughs> uh, yeah. Really inconsiderate.
0: Um, um, Especially if you know anything about like in general of black people, there is a distrust of dogs amongst <laughs> black people. There's that. Um, and that's because a lot of dogs can be racist. I'm just saying. Not Milo. <laughs> Not Milo. Um, but whew. so there's, there's a general distrust, yeah. right? So you don't bring a dog... Into a household of black people, especially people you don't necessarily know.
1: Right. That's my th- It's like you don't know these people. That- you
0: don't know if they have allergies. You don't know if they have phobias. You don't know if the person that they are renting this house from has allergies. You don't know, like, if this person has a, con- a thing in their contract where they can't. Like, clearly she cleared it with production. Yeah. But, like, she didn't clear it with the host. No. She didn't message the group chat and say, hey, I'm bringing Milo. I I mean, I can't fathom going on a group trip like this and not making sure that everyone that's going to be in this house over the course of these 15 days is fully aware of Milo. Yeah. And has signed off on it.
1: And it, I will say it did lead to the the first main fight of the season with the whole Jasmine and her and and um and and Mariah
0: and Mariah. But I,
1: it had some really like the good line of Jasmine just being like, "Well, I need emotional support now because of your," <laughs> <laughs> and I just for her to be like like from out of the gate like like Jasmine be like, "We're gonna have to set up some boundaries," and Bria being like, "There will not be boundaries."
2: Yeah. Like, wow.
1: But I feel like. And I and I feel like Bria was definitely playing... I don't know if she was playing a character necessarily. This could just be her. Um, but it was that sort of antagonist role that you would expect on a show like this. She was giving me very sort of like early seasons Kenya Moore. She was giving Karen. Well, yes. Not not Karen Huger.
0: No, not Karen Huger. Just general Karen.
1: Yeah, because that was one of the f- sort of frustrations as a viewer, though, was the kind of moments where she would like it's one like get in people's face, like be confrontational. You know, I get it. It's like, but then you can't kind of play victim afterwards. Yeah. And there was a lot of cases of that. Like the, and always, and then the big thing with like justice for Mariah, (laughs) first off, like getting upset that, uh, she was upset, maybe a little too upset about the dog clothes being in with the, the regular clothes in the washer.
0: Like I get it, but like also it was getting clean. Sure. Like it was literally in the washer to be cleaned I, I don't understand why you would be upset that the clean things are t- like yeah, yeah I yeah. don't it doesn't
1: and it like when when also we later then find out that it's not, wasn't even Bria's fault um, <laughs> oh. so it's like oh this just like escalated for no reason like and, a beer. It, and it was fine that it escalated but honestly like the fact that it got put, made into this deal of like oh she shoved her and stuff like that when she didn't really like she,
0: she gave her the stuff back she just happened to do it in a forceful manner it
1: was forceful but not a sh- I, it I, wasn't a shove It yeah and like the fact that it's led to this whole like you know okay so we now like we're on fucking survivor like like we need to have a tri- a tribal council
0: vote if Mariah can stay in the- it's Jesus like Christ. It's like my god like well and the, the meeting wasn't even about that the meeting was about Phil.
1: Well, oh yeah. Phil that's the whole episode where Phil shows up is one of my favorite episodes. Holy shit. It's he is crazy. The, <laughs> it's
0: one of the best episodes, well, two episodes of reality television.
1: Like, not only so not only have you brought your dog without telling anybody, and you're the guest, right? You're you're somebody else's guest here on this trip.
0: Right. Also, can we talk about how Bria is an auxiliary person? Brought in by Shanice, who's not even there full time. Yeah, and she's what, only there for the weekends, and she brought in Bria, Bria, who is bringing in this dog. Who also, and then Shanice and Bria also kind of bring in Phil. Right, and then also, um, Bria brings in her fiance, not fiance, hus- uh, boyfriend. Boyfriend. I don't think they're yeah. Simon. I, I, I... Who is all the, the whitest from- German guy I have ever seen. It, it was so blatant yeah. how much he was trying to fit in, and it oh, was oh yeah. It was so funny. Uh
1: but like so so Philip, like also, so they're all out drinking or whatever, and then Philip showing up at the house, right? Because the, the like which I also was like, go with them to the club, whatever. I guess he had stuff. But like then like Deal, have Preston having a deal with him, yeah. Which I we'll mean, get to. Preston, Preston and
0: Mariah were still there, yeah, yeah.
1: And and like, Preston is amazing, but like having a deal with him being crazy, letting the dog out of the room, mm-hmm. you know, and then being so mad that Bria didn't like put a sign up that this was going to be his room that Nick took, like, which it's like, dude, you're coming in late, like, why is it? A, why is this a thing? So much so that he takes a shit in Nick's fucking toilet. And leaves
0: it there. <laughs>
1: Intentionally. And then, like, the whole time, like, he just straight up tells Nick this. And just being like, and, like, won't even go up to flush it. Like, being like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. Like, I'm- it was crazy talk. And then when he, like gets tries to vent to them about like not having the room or whatever. And then makes the analogy about like slavery and basically about like June. like, if you were like, if it was before Juneteenth and you didn't know, you know, uh, uh, slavery was illegal. And I was over here and still slaving my slaves is the way he puts it. Yeah. And it's like,
2: what the fuck?
0: It was wild. And I, (laughs) I was Just jaw on the floor. This dude, I just I don't get it. And like a Amir
1: almost, and Amir, we'll get to Amir later. Like, is like
0: five foot six. Dude's short.
1: And but like really, like I've been like enjoying Amir throughout. Like, sort of like tentatively. I'm like I feel like something's gonna drop about you. It's like you're. Like there's the whole vibe of like is he a fuck boy like uh-huh. like sort of that vibe but when he like stood up to Philip I was like no you're hot yeah <laughs> I like you um and then oh and then that it also led to my favorite line of the whole uh, series which was when so they're like calling a house like Jordan's now trying to reason with Philip right now and it can't you know Philip's being a douchebag you know you know uh to Jordan and Jordan already doesn't take well to particularly men being assholes Mm -hmm. and, and then like Silas tries to call like a a house meeting or whatever. And he's like, lady like calls with ladies and he goes and gentlemen and Jordan's just going, are you, you're just a motherfucker on a couch right now. And like pops Uh, off on him. It was the, my favorite. I was like, I am team Jordan. You are my favorite for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, And like Philip ends up getting kicked out, as we mentioned. Um, We also, so this, and also you mentioned Simon, Bria's boyfriend. But, and then there's that whole fight too about like whether Simon can stay the rest of the trip and like, oh, only, no, only for like three days. Even though um, Jasmine and Silas like already agreed to like have him stay the rest of the trip at the bar because he's flying in from Germany. And then like, Bria then makes it a thing about, I feel like you're racist
0: against white people. This whole thing, like, this put Bria over the edge for me from, Mm. like, a fun pain in the ass to, like, girl. Like, this is now the second person, Philip being the first, the second person to literally start with some, like, anti-black bullshit.
1: Yeah, but, like, well, because they flash back to, like, she took offense to, like, him making that comment about, like, I prefer if black women marry black men.
0: We'll get to Silas. Silas is a lot. Like, Silas do- is an entire, like, you could do an entire fucking, like, um like, dissertation on that man and how... Fucked his views are.
1: Yeah. So, and I I don't think what he said was correct by any means. I mean, it's not from. It's part of it is like sort of like I don't. You know, I won't. I think the black community can like speak for it more than I can. But like it was, it just devolved into this whole f- stupid argument. And Bria also really loves in these fights, like getting really upset. And then like nobody coming She like, nobody comes to my defense. Nobody comes to my defense, And then just, storms yeah, it's off, cause you're wrong. And then just storms off into her room and like sulks basically, which is yeah. kind of annoying. She did that later with, um, the whole Shanice and, and, uh, Simon stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and but this fight with like and also like the cr- ridiculousness of like Bria just sulking in her bedroom as like Silas is like dressed in like toga gear for this like toga. It part. was
0: so surreal. It, it was um what was the there was a thing on Housewives recently where um not like toga stuff but it was like where they were having like a serious argument in like ridiculous mm. clothing. And it's like, I can't take this seriously. I can't. Like, yeah. I just, I don't have any way to get past this get up you're wearing. And,
1: like, just being like, and, oh, so, also, it led to the, it, the the one funny line I loved from Bria this whole season, though, was when, so, one of the also things about this, this series, though, is that one of the, there's a major pop point about Jasmine and Silence always fucking, and, like, everyone oh hearing God. them fucking. And they show so much on this show, like, full man-ass, like, like multiple times. Which I was a bad-ass. And, like, n- non blur, like, undercovers at least, but, like, just full-on, like, the motion. And it's, like, it was, like, wow. Like, and they, at one point, Silas, like, acknowledges that there's cameras at one point and be like, oh, shit, they're filming us. And then the next night, still fucking... Like they still have the same sex that they had like every day in this house. It's it's crazy. But like everyone can hear them having sex.
0: It was, it, it reminds me of um, Shannon on this, uh, not this week's episode, but last week's episode of OC where she wouldn't do the bull riding. She was like, it, it's, it's very vagina. It's too vagina. It's too vagina. Yeah. It's, it's... <laughs> I can't imagine like Jasmine's. Poor vagina. Oh, so he has no stroke gain. <laughs> it, it's just like, like, I, I. I don't get how her pelvis is not shattered. Yeah, with how hard, like I just don't understand. But uh, why so, you have to do it that hard?
1: Yeah. So Bria is upset. It's like I can't, I can't have Simon with me, and, I, and like I need. No you wonder know,
0: she's screaming.
1: Yeah, I deserve <laughs> to have sex in this house, and I love just Bria being like, I can't fuck my
0: dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, um. What? That's not the emotional support we thought you were getting from Milo. <laughs> yeah, and like they, you
1: know, uh, you know, Preston nailed it. Like, because si- or um, Silas accuses Bria of being manipulative, and Bria she is. Bria accuses uh, Silas of being controlling, which he is. And so it's like it's like you're both right. Like at the end of the day, uh huh. Um, there's also the then the fight also with um, can we talk a little bit about Shanice?
0: Yeah, and. <laughs> Shanice is a lot <laughs> a lot she was only there on the weekends somehow she still ended up in six of the eight episodes but like girl was doing the most
1: like every stereotype like, I'm just gonna have a good time I'm just like I don't care I'm just gonna have a good time like tits out all the time well and because like they come back from an event or whatever like when they get like really drunk and, like, her and Bria, when they get to the house, like, go skinny dipping, right? And then, like, so then everyone then eventually starts mingling. They have their, they put their clothes back on. But then Shanice then goes topless again, right, while Bria is, like, away. And, like, Simon's in the hot tub with her, with other people. But, like, you know, and, yeah, it's not great. And, and Shanice, was it that Shanice asked? Yeah, Shanice asked... And then Simon was like, I would need to ask Bria. And then she just kind of does it anyways.
0: But then he doesn't object. So, like, both of them are wrong.
1: Right. And, you know, I can understand why Bria is upset. But it's like,
0: it's it's also. But also when you're that fucking drunk, like, she's not doing it to, like, sway your man. She's doing it because she's feeling fun and free. And, like, y'all were just doing that. And so I don't think it there's a line in her mind and she doesn't realize why it's an issue because she's single and she's here to have fun as a single person. Sure. And so like, and also she's not in a relationship with anybody. So it's not up to her. Now
1: it doesn't really help her case though. When, uh, the next day to like, you know, make a joke about it she, as everyone is outside uh having dinner on this like you know uh, on the lawn or whatever she goes out onto the balcony full topless in front of everyone and, and then, like
0: not even just goes out there but then waves and screams at them like to get their attention specifically was, and they
1: were just like oh for fuck's sake like all the, the all the taken men just being like let me look away I can't uh-huh. yeah I'm gonna ignore that um yeah so Shanice you need that sort of wild card though. I I appreciate her in terms of like the dynamic can, of the cast. Can
0: we talk about the um well well we'll get to more about Shanice uh later I'm sure. Let's let's talk about Preston.
1: I love Preston.
0: That man. Preston we
1: I more gays on like I it, it's shocking that like with Bravo there's not enough like gay yeah. Gay male representation, particularly. Yeah. Like, you know, it's a big dynamic of the show. But, like, he really just cut. You ne- it helped because he just cut through the bullshit, really. Yeah. He didn't really have a side. He didn't, you know, he saw moments in which stuff made sense and then, you know, what spoke out in terms of things in that way. I love when he called out Silas. When si- Silas freaks out at one point because Bria's dog, Milo, like, pooped by the pool table. Which wasn't even that like, dogs poop like like I'm just like like you know go to Bria and tell her hey your dog that and Bria would have gone and picked it up but, but like Silas
0: was like walking past Bria's room but
1: and then was like summoning everyone like we need a house meeting sort of what and it's and Preston's like you literally can just go to Bria's room and say like yeah like Preston's like calm the literal fuck down
0: yeah it's just it it's a lot um. Silas is a lot.
1: Yeah, but I loved his I loved his dynamic. I like he's very um uh educated and very like sort of like has an opinion on like I love when he had that opinion about like I don't really love the term black excellence. Right. and like why you know detailing sort of like, you know, we shouldn't, you know we should view black excellence outside the realm of like what white people consider successful and stuff right. like that.
0: I thought it was really smart. Um, I, think- I speaking of um, queer people on Bravo, um, if Bravo had answered the call that has been there from the queer community to have a queer show, we wouldn't have had to deal with Real Friends WeHo. Yeah. Because that was trying to fill a niche that Bravo fans have been asking for for a long fucking time. And, and
1: there have been I mean, I think there's been gay men on Bravo. Yes, it, but we been, have there's been, been a de- there's been a depreciation. Over
0: we have wanted a real gaze of WeHo or real, you know, real gaze of wherever. Yeah. For a while, this is something that for years and years and years has been asked for. Yeah. Of Bravo, and they have just ignored.
1: Which made me think, like, if we're going to keep doing the Summer House spinoffs, you absolutely need to do a Summer House Fire Island. Yes. Or a Summer House, um, uh, what's the uh, Uh, drag? P-Town. P-Town. Summer House Provincetown. Like, there's, you, you can definitely. Call it
0: Bear House Provincetown. Or that. That works because you know, Provincetown is really big on like with the bears. Is that that's a big destination for for bears?
1: Yeah, and also you need a if they do that, just to theorize, like you need a variety. of Yes, please. Like, I don't do need, not I, fill I don't need a, all white twinks. Like,
0: I, please, and and really and truly, I don't need any white twinks. We can have white people. I just don't need them to be twinks. Yeah, because literally, white twinks are the worst of our community. <laughs> it's it's not even close we love everyone but just you stay over there (laughs) like y'all need some like introspection
1: yeah do we want to get some of the um interpersonal dynamics of like sort of so we didn't talk we haven't talked much about alex right alex i find very interesting in the sense of how divisive he is in terms of the dialogue that i've seen
0: well and he's um he's got kind of like two sides to him mm-hmm. he like has this like real zen fa- uh, facade that he likes to put on like i am very very particular about the things that i allow in my body oh i don't eat a lot of meat and i don't drink alcohol and it's but, and
1: it's pretentious
0: it's so pretentious i think like and it's fake Come it, on, it, it is completely
1: fake. fake but i think it's interesting because they feel because he explained that like he, he used to be in a place where he the way he put it kind of was like that he didn't treat women properly. He was kind of a fuck boy and uh-huh. sort of a like douchebag sort of male chauvinist in many ways, mm-hmm. and so it may be fake for the right intentions
0: but it's still fake because he's still a fuck boy and he's still a male chauvinist,
1: yeah, and he still has like like certain things pop out in certain regards um there's a lot that happens with him in Jordan like towards mm-hmm. the tail end, which I think he handles well like i think he like i could i can view i can honestly see them being blind spots that he didn't
0: realize necessarily yeah but you but i can't take that and say that that chalk that up to blind spots and then when he just had that whole thing with Shanice.
1: Right. So the Shanice thing is, because also Shanice coming into the house, like she had, apparently it was this big thing that was all over, like the Breakfast Club and other places, that like she was dating some actor who was on Insecure, and there was all this, like like he had like put her on blast on his social media about like her like stalking him,
0: and that basically like To she, be clear, he's got a less impressive IMDB than Heather DeBro.
1: There's that, yeah.
0: Like- he was on four episodes of Insecure and, like, one episode here and there of a couple other things. And that's it. Bro is, like, not right famous. Well, and, and, <laughs> like, but, hardly at all. But
1: Shanice is like, some of it is true. But it's not all true. Like, she's like, yeah, there's some truth to it. I didn't like like Jasmine in her confessional being like, yeah, if you call, if you never answer the phone, you are going to get 19 missed calls. No, you're not. 'Cause usually you maybe get three and then you take the hint.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So
1: that's that's not you know. I think there's some obviously there's some truth to the Shanice stuff. But I do think I agree with Jordan and that, that Alex's approach is wrong with it. He gets this mm-hmm. story again and so he sort of has this perception of Shanice, but he never brings it to her. He kind of right. like talks around her. And so and he has like he like gets into an issue with her because like, he feels like she doesn't respect his personal space. Yeah. Like, he was, like, they were, they went to dinner, and he was she was, like, grabbing his hand in, like, arguments and stuff like that. Which I do agree, if you don't know a
0: person, like, that's
1: kind of not the best thing to do.
0: Sure, but he was, like, talking with his hands, and it was kind of, like, in front of her face. Sort of. And that's what she was doing. She was like, can you stop putting your hand in front of my face sort of thing? Because she was talking... Ha- like the conversation she was having was past him to somebody else, and he was like waving his hand in front of her face where she couldn't see the person she was talking yeah. to. And that context was never given in the flashbacks or anything like that, but it's clear if you're looking at what's happening. That's why she grabs his hand. But also
1: it's an excuse for like, like on his end, it's an excuse for his larger issue of this whole article and stuff like that. Right. And like Jordan does call him out like towards the end about like sort of like talking around and Jordan gets real offended of sort of like in her own dynamic on the show of like whispering and sort of like the, you know, particularly with women, like, like, you know, sort of casting expersions on women like behind their backs and stuff like that. Um, so I think I would love to see him on another season. I would, with a lot of these casts, I, even, yeah. with, even with Bria, I would be interested to see like more backstory of like why she is the way she is. like, like when she was on the phone with her mother and her mother was basically like, yeah, I think you're embarrassing Simon, like calling her out. I'm like, this is a dynamic I need to see more. I need more information yeah. on. And Alex, I'm, I'm kind of in the same way of where it's like, I want to see if this, if, the, if you can evolve, mm-hmm. like I, I feel like you have the potential to, Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, he was very, he got very divisive, result, um, response online from what I saw. And on my initial watch, I was kind of like, I didn't see that, but like watching, I like, I can see what people saw. Yeah. Um, can we talk a little bit about Nick too? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So Nick comes in as, is like this, like, you know, sort of like for the, like he, like, um, like kind of Carlton on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, sort of that kind of vibe, like sort of straight Very, very preppy, very, yeah. He's like very into his clothing. He brought an outfit for every day, or like two different outfits for every day, you know, all about, you know, looking clean and and, and all that stuff. And then we find out he's literally been, been DMing every single woman before they came into the house, was like calling Shanice his wife, like, like, like openly, like not, and not just in DMs, but like literally to Jasmine in and like, he tries to deny it, but Jasmine's like, no, he said it like multiple times. Like, and
0: then we find out that home dude has had a girlfriend for the last year and a half.
1: I agree. I forgot who said it, but like, he definitely saw that nowhere he, he wasn't going anywhere. Like Jordan put him on, like ba- Jordan, like basically blocked his messages, essentially like he wasn't making any leeway. So then he revealed to them so I have this girlfriend. If any of them bit, he was never going to say anything. Oh,
0: yeah. No, I agree.
1: And that is really fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bad, bad move. And like the one good moment of Bria, like I would say too, was like when the final episode where she's like, because his girlfriend, like Alex brings his girlfriend. She's flying in from like Africa doing like Mm -hmm. some uh, work over there. So it's like a big surprise for Nick. And he's excited because it's his girlfriend. But it's also like, Oh, everyone's shit. like this is his gr-. like and Bria's is like pull her immediately like everyone's talking about like oh god whispering she's like no i'm pulling her aside and telling her everything
0: <laughs> uh-huh and i was she was just like i trust them okay well <laughs> we'll talk to you once you see this season yeah
1: this they needed a reunion oh, they yeah. really needed a reunion cuz there was so a lot of stuff that needed to be um hashed out and then the other sort of like thing was this stuff with Jordan and Amir mm-hmm. which i feel bad about like i've i've concluded i think i like amir yes like so amir is also like he talks a lot about like this being a you know a learning experience for him on this trip he's sort of, he's completely pretty much new to this whole group and also, like, he talks about being um, black and Lebanese. Um, but raised
0: by his Lebanese family. So he
1: never really had a lot of sort of embracing of his black side. Like, mm-hmm. he's, like he talks about sort of his experiences with that. There's a funny, when they're doing, like, a soul food dinner. And mm-hmm. he's like, are you putting breadcrumbs on the mac and cheese? And Preston's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> We're not doing that. <laughs> it's great. Um, but he came off very charming to me. Yeah. And, and I think... Could that be a persona? Sure, he does make certain comments where he's like, "I get DM'd by women like fifty to a hundred times a day," which it's like, okay, so you, like, I can see it. But <laughs>
2: I'm how, just saying. how
1: much of that? But how much of that is like expectations put on him to present himself in this way of like, I'm a, tr- I'm, I'm a catch that yeah. that we put on men in society. Like, sure, I think in the moments where he kind of. Sh- Dropped that shit. Like, he was very personable. Mm-hmm. I thought he... Here's the thing. So, the prom, on the first night, they were all playing pool, and he kind of... They're talking about, like, the women and, you know, the attractiveness and, like, ho- and hooking do, up.
0: Like, has anybody got their eyes on anybody? And he kind of says, like... He's like, the only one I'm interested in is Jordan. And he may... He, I forgot what exactly what he
1: says, but he says something like, you know, just to put my... He he says in a way almost to, like, put her his flag in her of, like, do not, like, he says in a nicer way, but, like, do not, you know, I'm going after Jordan, so none of you, Nick, Alex, don't go after her.
0: Right, which is not what he says, but I can understand how it would be taken
1: that yeah. way. Alex later in the season reveals this to Jordan, and Jordan gets really upset about it and has, like, a full breakdown. Of, it, uh, it's a buildup of things with Jordan.
0: Right. I can tell Jordan Especially after um Alex made that comment out on the lawn when they were setting up for dinner. That
1: she looked thick and he and she was just like, Excuse me? Yeah. Le- Jordan, so Jordan is a former Playboy model. She was uh the last black uh playmate of the year. Mm-hmm. Um and I I'm I loved her. I thought she was really s- smart. I loved the first episode where she takes it to Silas about, like, Silas being upset that they go out for drinks at 4 a.m. or whatever, and, like, and like f- the free drink stuff. She nailed him down perfectly and, like, so- schooled him in that moment oh, in such yeah. a really beautiful way to where I was like, I like you immediately. Yeah. Um. I think she has a lot of insecurities, probably from a very genuine place. Right. I think she's probably, I mean, because of her industry, she's probably been objectified her whole life. Yeah. I think she has been, she clearly is striving for a personal connection with a man. And like,
0: and she's coming off of this like year long celibacy. Right. Like, because of that, because she doesn't know how, like, she can't trust men to be into her or just into her body.
1: Yeah. And like, because they did like Truth or Dare the first night, and she j- makes a comment or her confessional, I remember of like, you know, oh yeah, everyone says I'm beautiful. But just ask me a question about myself, like why? Like, let's do that challenge essentially. Yeah, and like, you could tell it's a real, it's a real big focus on her. And I feel like her and Jordan, her and Amir, could be something.
0: Yeah, I and just think that they weren't in the same place. They and weren't she in the wasn't same place. In the, in the right mindset for it. I think if it had been next year for her yeah and this year for jordan or for amir i think they could have connected
1: yeah and i think the problem the problem is that her learning about that comment that amir made the first night like put a kibosh on it basically right and like so i mentioned like jordan kind of has this breakdown at one point towards the end where like she feels objectified by everyone and and sort of expresses this in a way that's clearly just bubbling up on the surface. And there's also that moment where, like, Jasmine is, like, tr- like worried about her being single. Mm-hmm. And I think Jasmine is... We'll talk a little bit about why Jasmine sort of is the way she is. I think Jasmine was coming from a genuine place, but Jordan took real offensive. Like, why do I need to have a man to be viewed as happy Right. And like, you know, be be in a good enough place and didn't take well to what Jasmine said. Rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. But I think like it's it was such a build-up. And I I appreciated how Amir handled it. Cause it was kind of like I mean in in the worst case, it's like you're calling me a chauvinist. You're basically saying I'm objectifying women and etc. And especially when you're someone new into this group and you're somebody who is learning a lot of social cues, being around a group of people that you've never been around before. Right. And a demographic of people you've never been around before. Um, I could I, could, I could feel in that moment, like, Amir, like, getting really sensitive about that and being yeah. like, I'm being attacked as if I was objectifying you when I wasn't.
0: Well, and I, I really commend Amir for, even though Jordan wasn't, as happy with the fact that he stepped away from that conversation because mm-hmm. it was a big group conversation. So it's not like he walked away from a one-on-one conversation. He, Cause he walks
1: away to call like a friend of his or whatever and to like vent about this.
0: Right. Instead of blowing up on her. Yeah. He's like, let me take myself out of this situation so that I don't say something to this person that I care about. That is going to be hurtful or harmful, knowing full well that this is not on her. This is not she does not deserve my vitriol. I need to go get my frustration out somewhere else, and then we can talk when I've calmed down. Yeah. And I I felt I felt like that was extremely mature on his part. Mm -hmm. And I was really impressed with how he handled that, even though. Sure. Would it have been better if he had been able to just set that aside and stay in the moment? Yes. But you can't always. But you can't always. And And this is a lot of new for him, like you were saying. So he is, you know, learning to navigate brand new waters.
1: And I thought the conversation they had the next morning was really well done. Yes. And like conducive and like give and take on both of their parts and sort of like understanding where they were coming from in certain regards. It is, I mean like, so they're kind of in a, they're in a friend space now at the end of the season. And Amir's like, well, I'm kind of friend zone now. So that sucks.
0: Yeah. Um, but, but he seems okay with that. He seems, he doesn't seem like he's resentful of that fact. No. It's like, Oh, cool. This is not going to happen. Yeah. And, and I mean, now he's got a girlfriend back in Austin. So, right. Yeah. So like, it's not, it's but not still, even a big thing.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, obviously, <laughs> I can't be like, get together. You know, it's sort of voyeuristic on my part. But it's like, I want, like, I'm like, there was so much potential there. There could yeah. have been a really good relationship form there. Um, Who knows? I think if it comes back for another season, which I definitely think it should, um, I would love to see their dynamic.
0: Yes, I, I completely agree.
1: Um, So, yeah. Um, can we, so now let's get to the big thing, which is Jasmine and Silas. This was the big dynamic throughout the whole show. Cause they're the, they're hosting the trip essentially. So this, I thought this was so interesting. So Jasmine is kind of like, Jasmine is very much in her, like Claire Huxtable vibe. She puts it is like,
0: yeah. So like, I think to add context to all of this, mm -hmm. the, the main group of girls, Jordan, Shanice. Um, Jasmine and um, Bria, to a certain extent, Bria to a certain extent know each other from working together at the Playboy Club. Right? Um, they were waitstaff, basically. Mm-hmm. Um. So I mean, Jordan was the only one that was an actual playmate. Um. But the other girls worked at the club, right? And so that's how they know each other. Um. So there's like this whole, like. Being a bartender, waiter, or waitress sort of vibe, like service industry, late night, going out after work, you know, partying, getting drunk, all of that sort of stuff vibe that these girls know Jasmine from. Right. Then to have her flip the script completely and go from doing that to then. Like, I know she's, like, writing a TV show with Mariah about the, like, two years, I think it was, that they were living out of her car. (laughs) Because she
1: was essentially homeless in New York. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. So then for, for that to all swap into doesn't have a job and is a wife. Full time wife. And the and so also not just that, but so they've been her and
1: Silas have been married for about three months up until this point. So they're pretty still newlywed, right? And basically they got together over COVID. And so because of that, and so also for a little background on Silas. So Silas is um he's a he does other stuff, but he also does like military like stuff. Right. He, he's in the army reserves. Army reserves. So he does work there and he's um his family migrated to the US from Liberia. Okay. So there is a lot of rigidness in right. his way he was he's not he can have he can be fun in moments. He's not like a drill sergeant all the time. But like in the moments in which you sort of go throughout daily life, there are is, lots
0: of broad moments.
1: Yes. And like he very he's like I like a schedule, I like, you know, I like a, a routine and that's how I I I
0: but this is vacation, bro.
1: Yeah, he's like we talked about how he loves to call house meetings. He loves to sort of like lay down, like you know that that vibe. There's a scene with them. Um, we didn't really talk about Jason and Summer, who kind of come in later, right? So they they come in at one point. And, and Jason, Jason is
0: a very close friend of Jasmine. Was a
1: roommate with ja- of Jasmine's for a period of time. Oh, okay,
0: yeah, I missed and, that.
1: And so like he's got. It's also like there's a sort of standoffish there because it's like now I'm meeting you for the first time, and you while you haven't dated my wife. Have been in sort of close proximity of my wife for a good period of time. Your friends, but like, there's this whole there's that whole scene where they're trying to get the table out of onto the yard, and he's like full drill sergeant Jason to where Jason has to be like, I know how to like lift a table. Like you don't have to like yeah. micromanage me to like get this table out of here. Um, and so, it, yeah, but Jasmine is sort of like. Conditioned to it in certain ways. Not fully. Jasmine speaks her mind to Silas a lot, which I appreciate.
2: But I
0: feel like she doesn't do that often. I feel like getting back around her friends this during this trip yeah. has reminded her of who she was. And then is giving her the motivation to speak... Because it doesn't seem like she's ever spoken like this to him before. Well, I think
1: part of it, what it is, is like... And she kind of talks about it, is like... She kind of feels like this is... Like, I had single life, and now I have wife life. And wife life has got to be... Like, is
0: not going to look anything like single life. And it's like... Why? Why does it not have to? Like, I just... I don't understand that. Like, I just... She... The fact that he had the audacity to say, you are, you are speaking really disrespectfully to me right now. Mm-hmm. As if he deserved some level of respect that mm-hmm. he was not showing her.
1: Yeah, and there's also, like, that, that fucking confessional comment he makes, too, about, like, where they're explaining their dynamic, and he's like... Brings up the fact that she was homeless for a period of time and was like, You know, I can't let, like, basically, like, I'm the thing keeping you from being homeless, right? Essentially, like, if I wasn't paying bills, etc., and having this strict schedule, you would be, you
0: would basically be homeless right now, right? Because basically, you're not, you don't know how to be responsible, so I have to be responsible for you.
1: That was when, when that comment was like. In the first, like, three or three, like, two or three episodes, I was like, okay, they have, like, little quirks as a couple that could be annoying, but, like, whatever. When he made that comment, I was like, no, there's something deeper here. And
0: then there was the whole pants oh, thing. Oh, my God. Holy fuck. You would have thought she kicked his dog. Like, this man was irate. Also, you're in the
1: Army Reserves, and you can't dress yourself? Right. You can't press a pair of pants? It's It's crazy to me. But, like... It's one thing to like be like annoyed in that moment and upset of like, you know, oh, I need to, you know, yeah, I got to spot it, but I got a tight stick to like, and like being upset about it. But to then carry that into the night when you're going to bed, bringing it up again and then bringing it up the
0: next morning. Oh, yeah, because he like this whole trip, she has been getting up early And specifically cooking him, not like a a widespread of breakfast for everybody. She is cooking him a breakfast and taking it to him in their room. And then the next morning after this fight, he has the audacity to leave that breakfast sitting there. Because he doesn't eat starch. Because he doesn't eat starch. And the look on her face was like... Ooh, I
1: was so mad. Because I wanted to see, like, in the, when we were talking about that we don't see their life outside of the house, I want to see them at, I want to see if this is, one, if this is their
0: dynamic in the house, I have a feeling it is. Oh, see, I have a feeling it's not. Mm. I have a feeling that he hasn't, cha- or she hasn't challenged him before this. I Maybe. have a feeling that his attitude towards her is very much the same. Okay. But I have a feeling that she has gotten into this routine and has not questioned its validity until this trip.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
0: she comes into this trip, and at the very beginning, she's very much still in that mode, still in the routine. Because I think she just thinks it's normal. Yeah. Because it's like, this is what married life is. Like, you know. And then her girls check her real quick, and are like, honey. Yeah. This man is
1: fucked up. And, like, everyone else sees, like, Oh, he's kind of a dick. Like, like slowly but surely, like sort of like vocal, like Preston and like Jason vocal. It's like, oh wait, you're because it's kind of like their first time seeing them together, right? Because like, like I said, it was a COVID relationship, so it's like that like changed everything. Like, because he talks about like you know, because it was a COVID relationship, and that I haven't been used to seeing like Jasmine go out with Jordan and them till like 4 a.m. in the morning, and he makes this whole argument about them getting free drinks and be and that, you know, oh, if you're getting free drinks, that must mean a man's giving them to you to like try to like pursue you or whatever, so you should not be taking free drinks. And then the fucking, oh my God, I just remember that fucking dinner, the guys night dinner that they have where the oh, ladies yes. at the table, like send them od- free drinks, and od- Jason's, and Jason's od- like, od- you're going to take that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was... <laughs> wild this man has so much audacity you don't
1: see it's like you don't see the hypocrisy
0: yeah Oh, uh,
1: and they point out he's not wearing his wedding ring and it's like
0: what is wrong with you <laughs> well and i wonder if like the the aggressive way that he fucks her is uh, is related to like the aggressive way that he treats her yeah oh oh and then the fact that he's like the after the the rest of the house brings up how loud they are and they try to be quiet he's like i just i can't oh do it if you're not i it makes me limp or something yeah
1: yeah he's like it's it's oh, it, he it, it turns a, me off
0: turns me off that's what he says it's like <laughs> it's it's wild this man has so much audacity and i have no clue where he keeps it yeah like it's just it's absolutely bonkers it's the, a, like it's so he crazy. is the other than Philip. He is the one person I don't want to see back next season. I, I don't I, I I need to see her freshly divorced. I I I do think I
1: I think that is the right move, especially now that it's uh, like if you're that freshly married, like get out get out now. Like if it, if especially again, it's like it's like he's constantly away in the army reserves. You this was over COVID. You didn't really get to test things. I feel this, yeah. it's a sense of, I get. It's like you kind of didn't know what you married. Yeah, and so like now you're finding it out. Now you gotta kind of reconsider things. If they aren't gonna be divorced on season two, I do agree with people who are saying they don't need. I need someone else to host. Yeah, the trip, because I want to see Jasmine outside of that, because Jasmine was so focused on hosting and so focused on like making everything perfect and like doing everything in a way that was like being the wife. And and this is our trip. Like Mariah makes a joke because she's always like, oh, we go to the vineyard every year. It's like you've been doing it for two years. Like, like, it's not like like a wide, you know, you know, wide standing thing. But like. I I'm interested to see Jasmine either divorced or with this like clearer understanding at the very least. Yeah. Because like I I because I, I I like her. I think she has a lot of really good qualities to her. But like I you know the worst stuff I think that she exhibited like the that conversation with Jordan like some of the other, is like was based around
0: like it's conditioning from Silas. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's 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 her parroting back the bullshit that he's been shoving down her throat since they've been together. Cause there's
1: also so much about like, like that comment that Silas made about like black wanting black women to marry black men or whatever. And stuff like that. There's all this like dynamic of like, like loving marriage like, that they love marriage and the concept of marriage. And I think that's part of the reason why Jasmine tried to hook Jordan up so heavily. Like there was that, remember when like she was like, Oh, Bria, you're not going to hook up with anyone. And Bria had to like, keep reminding her. I'm literally, I literally have a boyfriend. Yeah. Like, he's out of the country, but
0: he's still my boyfriend. It's like, well, it, it also like that comment that you're talking about where, where Silas says about black women needing to be married to black men. Like, listen to his verbiage because he says, I would prefer if our women. Mm -hmm. So he's taking ownership of black women in that moment. Right. If our women were married right specifically or preferably to black men so not our women to our men because at that point he could just say it's a colloquial yeah you know us as a people right no, he is taking ownership of black women, but not of black men. Also, to say I would prefer you don't have a say in it. <laughs> like I don't. Right. Like also, it completely negates the existence of queer women. And sure. It completely um, negates the existence of women who just don't want to get married. Mm. Like it's none of his business. Ba-
1: yeah, that's the at the end of the day.
0: Like I just it the like. I know I've said it over and over, but this man has so much fucking audacity and it's really disgusting. The second you put any thought into anything he says on this entire season, Mm -hmm. it gets real gross. It does. Real fast.
1: I I wonder if there's a possibility for him to change because. No. mm -mm. You don't think. No. Because they did have that one moment. He had that one moment with Nick. Nick. Where like and obviously Nick's not like a pristine person to like giving advice, but like of sort of like the way he is his controlling nature right right and sort of like i th- I thought spoke it to him in a very like smart way of mm-hmm. like sort of like how this is a, how this is wrong and sort of like and Jason calls him out in the hypocrisies and stuff like that i wonder i don't know yet if he has the ability to take it
0: in. Do we know when that conversation happened or either of those conversations? It was definitely remember? towards the
1: end or towards the middle or the end. It definitely got worse afterwards. Don't get me wrong.
0: Yeah, because that's what I'm saying. Like, even with the fin- the final party, like, he was yelling at um, Jasmine about not steaming his suit. Oh, And it's just like, bro.
1: Because she was literally running errands for, it's like... <laughs> I, I hate this man. He's terrible. He's the like
0: least. the entire rest of the cast is so great and so dynamic. And there's like, sure they're problematic and they're like whatever, but they work well together. They have a good like back and forth. There's tension. Mm-hmm. There's fun. Nothing is too heavy or too deep except for Silas. Yeah. Silas is what brings this entire cast down to a place where it's no longer fun, no longer interesting and entertaining, and it's just abusive. Well, it just
1: halts things. Yeah. Like, and that, But that's my thing. It's like if they don't host next time, right, if, they skit, if, if Silas doesn't have that ability to host, would he be as conditioned like that is my question.
0: That's interesting. Possibly. I mean, who, who knows? Um, we'll see. I, I think that they are set to to come back next. season. I really hope
1: so because I think I think it did. I, it seemed to do good in the ratings. Yes, it got good buzz online. I thought there was all, a lot of really great discussion about it. Um I thought it was good. I really enjoyed it. Um I th- I think it has really good potential to be a good long-standing show. D- I mean don't take our f- word for it. We're the people that thought Real Girlfriends in Paris should have gotten a second season. Uh, uh, you, uh, look, and, I thought their, it was real good. But their ratings were trash. <laughs> like like Yeah, fair. <laughs> but you know, this had this has much more legs, I would yeah. say than than that. Um but yeah, really loved it. Go give it a watch. Like, it's eight episodes. It's real easy. Yeah, we binged it in like a day and yeah. a half. Not even a day and a half. Like, well, it
0: was a day, and then we watched the last episode the next day.
1: Yeah, it was really quick. Like, but really like really keeps uh you abreast of things and sort of like doesn't it it doesn't take its foot off the gas it's it's good throughout um so yeah go check it out uh we're going to take a quick commercial break and then when we come back we're talking the newest episode of real housewives of orange county don't go anywhere
0: Welcome back to again is MB. we are going to check out that shit show over there in Montana <laughs> on real Housewives of Orange County
1: oh uh, I mean a great show but in co- according to those ranching <laughs> 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 no this was a great episode I, I loving this montana trip it's it I we say it everywhere Orange county's great right now it's, oh yeah it's really really great um we uh, pick up from the fight with Heather and Taylor that ended last episode. And Taylor's basically like, I didn't shit talk your career. And then this is like we mentioned before, Taylor, like reverse Unoing Tamara at this point, which I love because it just shifts the whole dynamic. of oh, things yeah. Perfectly. And she goes like, "I and I believe you're the one that said she hasn't done anything since the 1900s, Tamara.
0: <laughs> I mean, technically, she said that. I mean, it, it was this is, again, the the shady jokes that they were doing. Right. And it's like, girl, you can't say you weren't being shady. You were literally making these shady, snide remarks back and forth the entire time. I mean, Taylor tries to say later that like it, what we weren't being like. You could say that perhaps we were using sarcasm, girl. I kind of think it wasn't, I don't know if they went out with the outright
1: intention to shade her, maybe. I can say that.
0: Nah, but y'all were kikiing on her name. Right.
1: Like, but, come on. But Tamara, you're not going to then, like, be like, Taylor, you said this, this, and this, and act like you didn't also join me in this. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. like, I'm going to, you know, if you're pulling me down, you're going with me. Like, sorry. Um, no one can pronounce IMDB. Like, nope. Gina keeps calling it IMBD, and they're just like... No, it's like, it's not that hard, guys. And Gina's like, if
2: anything,
0: it's I am HD.
1: There you go. There we go. Heather, sell those shirts. Um, (laughs) Gina is like, so Tamra took the shot at her. And Tamra's like, there were no shots fired. So now there were suddenly no shots fired.
2: No,
0: no shots, none.
1: And Gina's like, so then what is the problem? (laughs) I loved Shannon and her confessional. Why are we still talking about this? STFU. Let's use those letters. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, you know, and so then Heather's like, you know, fine, wh- you know, whatever. I'm I'm you know, walking off and Taylor's telling Heather like, I don't want it to be this to be a thing. Heather's like, we were good over there by the bar. And Taylor's like, I know we were, but then little Miss Cowboy Hat <laughs> <laughs> pointing at Tamara. <laughs> And Heather's like, you handle that. You ha- handle that with Tamara. But then Tamara doesn't even engage in a conversation with Taylor. She literally, as Heather is leaving to go to the bathroom, follows Heather to the bathroom. And so this is like, again, this is Tamara, the the oh, yeah. the master manipulator of this. It was in full effect this episode. Like, like, I appreciate it from like like she's wrong. She's dead on wrong, but like I appreciate it from like that perspective. Like and so, like, they're in, Tamara and Heather are in the bathroom talking. And Tamara's like, Look, she pulled up your IMDb. It was impre- technically you pulled it up, Tamara. Right. She asked you to pull it up, but you pulled up the again. Like, so let's, let's be clear on that. Heather then asked Tamara, like, Were you rude to me, though? And then they cut to the flashback, and it's just Tamara going, One episode, one episode. One episode and then cut back to Tamara to Heather. And she just goes, No.
2: <laughs> she said, I said
1: nothing shady about you, nothing dismissive about you. Which like is horse shit. <laughs> like straight up horse shit. <laughs> As will be shoveled tomorrow. It needs to be shoveled and, and put away because it is horse shit. Cause again, when you watch not only with those, like not only with the IMDB section though, but it's like watch back that that lunch. Taylor is literally like confiding in Tamara about this. And it's like, you know, I'm starting to worry. Like, is she think like, Oh, you know, I'm not on her level or whatever that this is some, you know, hokey, you know, whatever movie in Oklahoma that, you know, whatever. And what does Tamara say? Tamara says, I think it's all three of those things. Yeah. She literally was like, Heather is pretentious. Because, like, Tamara, like, later in the in the restroom is, like, explaining to her how, you know, she made it seem like, you know, you put the script on the table, and you were like, oh, how cute sort of thing. But you're leaving out the part where you validated what she was saying, Tamara. Yeah. Like, like something about Tamara bringing on people onto this show to just throw them under the bus afterwards, it's, like, impressive almost.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, like we have said, this woman is what is the one who perfected what it means to be a housewife. Oh, for sure, she is the person that every housewife is measured against. Like, and I'm sure when they get to the reunion, she's going to have a perfect explanation. Like, oh, completely, like,
2: like, like,
1: like to, crafted, like to like explain, like, well, no, this wasn't my fault, and no, I wasn't intentionally. She lying. is
2: a
0: master at the craft of housewifing. Yeah. Like she's just, uh, no one does it better. None. No one. She is the
1: queen. (laughs) Heather basically is like, you know, you know, it would be disappointing if she, you know, Tamara wasn't telling me the truth, but I basically have no choice but to believe her right now. Essentially. The ladies then both go to their uh, respective residences. Um, Tamara is in the kitchen with Shannon and Heather in the in the um, villa. Tamara's just like, I love you to Shannon. And then it just starts th- throwing gummy bears at her.
0: And like, and like, not single gummy bears, like entire handfuls of gummy bears. Heather, Heather's
1: like, <laughs> throw one, throw one in my mouth. And she just chucks it on her face. Tamara, they're still drunk because they've still been taking shots and stuff like that.
0: Tamra, they did a shots counter at one point, and it was eight shots of tequila plus whatever champagne and other mixed drinks that they had.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. Tamara and Shannon kiss. And then they go to kiss again. And Shannon full on tongues. Tamra like, like they do the slow-mo shot of her just going, like, like right into her mouth. <laughs> and Tara's freaks out and starts chasing Shannon up the stairs and going, I'm going to poke you in the wiener. <laughs> it was so fucking funny to me. It's like, and it was like, I like Shannon talks about it later about how it was like kind of back to old times and stuff like that with like her and Sandra. And it really felt like that as a viewer, like the fucking uh trip, like the, the uh Mexico trips oh, yeah. and the, you know, that fucking dinner with her, with them and Vicky. That was like, I think one of the funniest housewife scenes of all time where they're so fucking blitzed. Oh, yeah. It's like, I miss that shit so much. Um, but we get like a little bit of deja vu, though, because Heather's like, I'm glad Tamar and Shannon are getting along. But I mean, I hope it doesn't make me the odd man out. So I was like, this is literally season nine when Shannon first came into the picture Yep. where she was like, Vicky and Tamara icing me out because they got their new friend Shannon. Like Heather, Heather has some insecurities about certain things, clearly. Yeah. You know. Uh, shannon starts like they're just like uh, they're on the stairs just wrestling basically and like Tamara has these like emoji underwears which is like the like the the winky kiss or whatever on the crotch
0: and shannon goes how many times have i seen those emoji underwear (laughs) It's
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's so great uh, Shannon says in her confessional that, you know, when she's having fun, she can get really sucked back in and like it's nothing that ha- like nothing happened two years ago, basically. Yeah. We go over to the bunkhouse um, and they're all getting ready for bed. Jen said that you, Jen uh, and Gina and Taylor are talking and Jen's like, you know, Taylor, what was that with Tamara? Like, you know, you should ask Tamara. You're like, what was that all about? And Taylor's like, I wonder if they were you know dishing on me in the bathroom, essentially. And cut to it. And they were. They were. And, like, Tamara was completely throwing Taylor under the bus. Gina's basically like, it feels like Taylor, you know, is taking the heat when, you know, you weren't the one saying really anything wrong based on what I got from everything that happened, right? Right. Um, And obviously Gina wasn't there. Right. But like, you know, Um, Taylor's like, what are we in first grade? Two little girls running off to the bathroom to commiserate about something. And she's like, I thought me and Tamra had a much tighter bond, you know, going Mm -hmm. into this, you know. Which I guess she just,
0: but it's Tamara's thing. Like, it's like, Tamara does this all the fucking time. Like, did you not prepare, did you not go back and watch some of Tamara on Housewives? Yeah, I
1: mean, Girl's Trip, it's fun. And and she was, Tamara was much more relaxed on Girl's Trip.
0: Yeah. So it was like but I mean she had to be. She was up against Vicky who was coming off the and heels and Dorinda <laughs> like well but Vicky was having that breakup that had just happened walking into it Yeah. and then Dorinda was dornding.
1: Did you see that? I think it came out on and
0: Brandy was brandying.
1: I don't know if you saw it like on I think it was like on TMZ or something like that. Did you see that apparently Tamara, Vicky and Shannon all drunk voicemailed Steve, Vicky's ex?
0: what and
1: like to, like just drunk like ranting for like 3 minutes and it
0: got like leaked to like DMZ or something well did you did you also hear that vicky um when they were doing their um uh live Tres Amigas yeah. thing that she had banned teddy Belly camp <laughs> from the S- video i love their feud i love it so much because fuck teddy <laughs> i cackled real good on that one that
1: the the is that's my favorite episode of the two t's in a pod when vick they have vicky on and vicky's like why the hell are me like, like, Teddy, you were leftovers. Like, it should be me and Tamara doing a podcast. Duh. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like why are you her friend here? Like, it's perfect. Um, Shannon and Tamara are doing more shots, um, with Heather at the bar and stuff like that. And like, t- Tamara already start starting it though. She's like, you know, you know, oh, Jen, Jen was pretty pro Taylor at the table. And Shannon, you were kind of pro Taylor at the table. Like, ch- I like Tamara, t- take a break. <laughs> <laughs> get off of her neck. <laughs> I know You're, you've already made this up with made up with Shannon. Like, you know, calm down. Shannon's like, you know, I try to see both sides of things and, you know, Taylor, you know, so, you know, it's kind of insecure being in this new group and stuff like that. And then Tamra just transitioned to, but you know, Jen also is super insecure and then immediately brings up what Jen said at the boot barn with her and Heather. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was the almost sloppiest transition to like talk about this Jen stuff. Um, Tamara says that Jen called her uh, basic, so now like Tamara's just throwing out accusations and she's going to blame this on being drunk, by the way. I know it. Oh yeah. But like, she's just throwing out these ac- stuff about Jen. And it's like, Jen called me saying that Ryan cheated on her. So she's literally saying Jen knows he is, she, he has already cheated on her.
0: Like girl, what are you doing? It's like, like, even this, this one felt like it was a little too far. But notice she doesn't cop to that when they
1: have their, their one-on-one later. And it doesn't come up again. It doesn't come up again. This that's episode, shady.
0: It'll come up later, I'm sure. Because to me,
1: that's such a provable lie. Yeah. Well, maybe not provable, because Tamara is playing off of the fact that she can't. you can't really prove one way or another what Tamara's saying, because mm-hmm. this is all before the show and
0: stuff like that. But like... But she's using it to underline the fact that that she is claiming that Jen tells one story on the show and is told something completely different in private to her. But
1: it's so easy when you're using stuff from before like yeah. a year before the show. Like, how are you going to prove it? And Tamra's when she said that Ryan cheated her, Tamra's like, "Why the fuck are you staying with him?" As we cut, this didn't help. We cut to Jen's room and she's FaceTiming Ryan, and she's like hey babe like you know and it's like oh wow it's really dark there i can't even see you i can only see like your white like outline of your t-shirt and he's like yeah it's dark here doesn't turn the light on and i'm like okay but turn the light on (laughs) like i need to see where you are right now
0: (laughs) it's like it was like it's probably innocuous but it's like you better believe i would have his find my iphone on my phone oh for sure
2: like
0: Like i just like, I trust you, and I have you on on mine, just because it's like, hey, I need to know where my husband is. Right. But I sure as hell would need to know where that guy is.
1: Exactly. Like, Tamara, we go back to Tamara, and Tamara calls Ryan the town whore, basically. I mean... Yeah. Uh, and then, Tamar, so Tamara has another friend named Heather, Blonde Heather, and that she says that her other friend Heather said that he walked into Cut...
0: And I was confused if, like, this was the first time he walked into cut, like, first, like. Yeah, it seemed like this was the first time he came to cut, but it's unclear as to when Tamra found,
1: found out, out about, about this. Because if this was that it to me, when she found out changes things in terms of completely, she was like, he point my friend Heather said that he pointed to me and said, I'm going to fuck her. And Heather had to be like, no, you're not. She's married to Eddie. They own this gym. And Ryan goes, watch me. I'm going to fuck her.
0: Like, if she knew about that up front, why did she not ban him from the gym? And why? I would have.
1: And why did she not? Why did she then become her and Eddie become friends with him?
0: Right. Like, it didn't like that doesn't make sense to me. And if that upset you, then why in the first episode were you asking So when are y'all going to get married? Are y'all going to finally tie the knot? Yeah. Like that was literally a conversation you had the first time that we meet Jen. The math ain't,
1: the math ain't mathing, but I need more
0: math. Like I
1: mean, I can't tell if she's leaving out that part intentionally to make it vague.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's Tamara.
1: Yeah. And she's like two months later, he was with Jen. Um, so they just lays that out for Shannon and and Shannon's face is just like, What the fuck? Like, you know, yeah. We wake up the next morning and Tamara Tamron, and Shannon are hungover from the night before.
0: I mean
1: Shannon's cooking breakfast. Um, I forgot. She's she's like Tamara's like, Are you making pancakes? She's making something or whatever. She's like, Oh, like it's it's like balls, like doughy balls. And Tamara's like, I love doughy balls. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Um, they're all FaceTiming people, uh, like Heather's FaceTiming her son at college, stuff like that. Gina FaceTimes Emily and to tell her about the night before Emily's pissed. Cause she like took two more PCRs and it came back negative. And it's like, I should have been on this fucking trip. And I'm like, Emily, you should have been on this fucking trip.
0: But also, can we talk about the fact that they're all taking these, doing these, uh, FaceTime calls from random picturesque locations around the you don't have cell service it's like girl why are you like standing on a hill with the lake in the background next to a forest what yeah what is this so weird um gina tells emily about
1: what happened, laid out everything that happened the night before with heather and taylor emily just goes and this is so true like if they're at dinner and pulling up her IMDB, it's not to say great things about her.
0: Yeah. There's literally no, like, it can only be neutral. It can't be like, positive. Yeah. And Emily's also says, though, and it
1: takes two people to pull it up and have the conversation. Mm-hmm. And Emily's like, I wouldn't be surprised if Tamra just threw someone under the bus to save herself, because that's what Tamara does. She literally, and she makes the big metaphor, like, not only would she throw someone under the bus, but then she would back the bus over, run her over, and then light the bus on fire to like burn any evidence clearly like that's tamra's mo um she, shannon's such a mess cooking breakfast like shannon's or doing all the breakfast stuff um shannon has like an eyelash stuck to her at one point and then her hair extension is like fully falling out and like tamra they put it on her like it's a
0: like a horse tail and then like <laughs> shannon like does a full horse impression Jeez, it, it reminded me have you seen that girl on tiktok that does the the um like little mocking skits of how people used to do makeup in like the late in the like the mid-aughts. Where uh. it's like the 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 matte Moose foundation that's like <laughs> like four full shades darker than it should be. Yeah. And like the visible tracks in the back. And it's it's hilarious that's what this whole scene reminded me of she like just plucks an extension out of her hair and it's like what is this
1: um they all have breakfast outside um uh, Tamara basically kind of lays out like the the um the plan for the day essentially and that they're going to all live live the life like a cowgirl and they're like you know we're all going to do the things that my son does and we see a flashback to her son and I try to forget about it (laughs) (laughs) don't need to see Ryan um (laughs) uh tamra uh shannon and taylor are gonna go work with heavy machinery where were you on january 6th anyway <laughs> <laughs> oh we know uh, and then gina jen and heather the way that tamra puts it are gonna work with animals
0: which is such a <laughs> that's such an innocuous way to put this <laughs> yeah um they
1: all go uh to their respective spots Shannon just like looking out the the uh, the uh, Humvee or whatever and just going howdy. <laughs> it is not a Orange County vacation if Shannon is not doing accent work. It's
0: it is something.
1: Uh, I love it. Um, they go horseback riding. Uh, the, the half of the group, Gina, almost gets bucked off of her horse basically, <laughs> and she's like, "This is how I die. This is how it happens." <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. Um, Shannon and Taylor and Tamara are moving Bales of hay on like a tractor and stuff like that And I didn't know Shannon had like Property when she like she grew up on not a Farm but like sort of like sort of Little not as like you know um, er, Not as uh Urban life sort of in Orange mm-hmm. County like had you know Property essentially Um, So she's you know she's like I can work a Tractor and then can't get the break <laughs>
0: it's almost, Like crashes it
1: um Gina and Heather go shovel poop out of the trailer as Jen learns how to like rope
0: and and Heather's wondering if Chanel has a shovel.
1: Yeah, she's like, "At least give me like a Chanel shovel." Does Chanel make a shovel? <laughs> Because I, I know you would be buying it. For the, she, Heather loves a label.
0: Oh, she does.
1: Um, Shannon basically is talking to Tamara at one point and reminds Tamara basically like, so this is what you said last night when you were drunk, by the way, about Jen uh, and, and relays it. And t- basically tells Tamara like, I think you need to bring this up to her.
2: Because mm-hmm. like,
1: why haven't you brought this up to her yet? <laughs> like, like, that's crazy. And like Shannon almost like tears up thinking about it. Like, you know, it's going to like really hurt Jen, you know, to find this out. I I, fast
0: forward to her dropping it in the middle of the group.
1: Well, yes. Um, I really liked, I feel like Shannon had, I was good to see Shannon warm to Jen and kind of advocate for Jen particularly Mm -hmm. later. I'm like, I want this friendship to happen. Yeah. Like those are kind of two of my favorites to where it's like, I'm excited for that. Gina's talking to Heather in the trailer though, about last night. And she says, you know, it just feels like the only thing that I heard was that, you know, Tamara took a shot at you about, like, the whole she hasn't worked since the 1900s thing, and I didn't, you know, it was, seemed like it was Tamara doing it, not Taylor. And Heather's like, you know, I asked Tamara point blank, like, she said if she said it, and she said no, and so, like, what am I gonna do?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I get where Heather's coming from. She's like, I, I can't... Tamara's my friend. Right. Taylor is a new friend. So I can't, like side against my long-term friend, even though I kind of believe the new friend.
1: Yeah. And Gina has, Gina's point is kind of like, I know, you know, Tamara longer, but also, you know, Tamara. Uh (laughs) And so like Gina's basically, And also Gina's like, I, I feel like Gina confused this a little bit, especially later. She was like, I'm trying to be a good friend to Heather in this moment by, by saying this stuff. And like, you know, she criticized me for that earlier, you know, and it's like, she criticized you earlier for being absentee,
0: not necessarily. Yes, but she specifically uh, criticized her for not being a good friend. And then Gina's like, "Well, this is how I be a good friend by looking out for you." Sure.
1: Uh, Gina's like, "Why are we all pretending Tamra's a saint and is incapable of this kind of bullshit? She's actually pretty known for this kind of bullshit." Hmm. Um. Gina, but Gina says like, you know, it, to Heather, like, if you feel good about it and want to let it go, I'll let it go. You know, yeah, that. Um, <laughs> this was so weird. So they both then start driving back to um, the house, right? And in both separate cars, they each get freaked out by like a cricket or something. Then in, in the
2: car, like each have oh, a no, no, separate no. moment.
0: No, it. Uh, I thought the in one of them, Heather's. Moments, I think those, there was like some manure on her. Oh, and she was like flinging it off of her. And that's and it like got on uh probably Gina or something. Yeah, it got on Gina or something. And I also noted when I when we were watching this, I was like, Did you see how Heather's crew is all in the back seat and someone else is driving them mm-hmm. as opposed to the other one Tamra is driving? Of course. <laughs> yeah, it's just
1: funny like how ha- like the happenstance of both of them just being like, Oh my God, my
2: God, yeah, like, yeah, freaking
1: out of the car um heather gina and jen get there first and grab lunch and so then gina then decides that this is kind of the time to have this conversation with jen about
0: her issues and i thought it was a really good conversation um like gina talks about you know like where this frustration for um jen's whole backstory with ryan comes from and like talks her through that, and Jen basically is like, you know, I appreciate that, and I am grateful that you have chosen to be vulnerable with me, but also, like, that's not on me.
1: Yeah, I, th- I liked how kind but firm she was. Right. Like, like I'm not gonna, you know, whim- I'm not gonna wither right. at this, which I think is important in a housewife. Like, I think you have to sort of, like, not, you know, sort of fall in terms of anyone's criticism. So I, I, I really love Jen in this scene. And I was like, I've been loving Jen all season. But like, oh, yeah. Like, this scene particularly. Um, Heather, at one point, goes to greet the other girls because they just arrived. And I loved Heather fucking going to Tamara because Tamara's like, I want to grab, you know, I need to drink something. I need to eat. And Heather just grabs her and goes, I have been shoveling shit in a trailer. <laughs> this is the worst fucking trip. And you are never, <laughs> ever planning anything again. And she, like, mounts her. <laughs> and like on the
0: Like, pins her on the porch. It's hilarious it's really funny and heather's like oh my god they're talking
1: about um jen's past like you need to go in there and talk uh, you need to go in there Tamara." and Tamara's like i'm not going in there like no like fuck that because i don't want to get confronted on shit uh yeah clearly this is what jen says jen said to gina she says i'm sure my situation is uncomfortable for uncomfortable for you i'm sorry about that i will also say it doesn't define who i am my past and my path may not make sense, but it's not my job to make you feel good about it. And we'll get to, I think we'll get to that later too as well, which is like, this is a Gina problem. It's not a Jen problem.
0: Like, and I think that Gina acknowledges that. Like she understands that it's something that she needs to work past, mm-hmm. but she's still just in her feelings about it. So, I mean, I, I see both sides of it. I do think that she's putting too much pressure like, pressure on Jen to not talk about her past. But I also understand where that's coming from and understand why she's reacting that way. Right. So even though I don't agree, I think she needs to, like, deal with it on her own. Um, I I do think that it is understandable. And I do think it makes good television. Oh, sure. Yeah.
1: Um, Gina's basically like, I think it's good to say, you know, I'm here now and I'm doing better. But when I'm hearing all these inconsistencies and Jen's like, what are the, I have no idea that there are inconsistencies. Like, you know, I, what are the inconsistencies? And Gina basically is like, well, Tamara's always, always alluding to the fact that there's
0: more to your story. And Heather cosigns is like, yeah, she's been that way with me as well.
1: Yeah. Gina says like, she'll say things like Jen has a strange relationship with the truth. And Jen is like, pissed at this point. Yeah. And then we cut to footage from one week before where Gina and Tamara were talking on like a bench or whatever about Jen's story. Tamra literally goes, I told her two times. You can't keep telling people to keep telling different stories to different people. And like I said before, it's like, okay, but from all we've seen, she's told the same story. Yeah. Like it'd be one thing if she did was telling different stories to different people in the process of what we saw on the show. But like, unless you're saying just because the cameras came up, she like came together on her story but like
0: but like she's been very open she's not like mad at people asking her questions she's been open and honest like this is like she doesn't dodge she doesn't like honestly she is kind of like picture perfect of what you want a housewife to be someone with a messy past Mm -hmm. but who is unapologetic about it and stands firm in the truth, you know, like, this is what happened. I'm not going to cow down from anybody. I'm not going to, like, um, put up with you, like, maligning me or anything. Right. But I'm also not going to be an asshole. I'm just going to be everything 100% authentically me. And it's just, like, so fucking refreshing. Mm-hmm. Like this like uh gin is like a big a big reason to why this season of O C is just working so it's, well. It's
1: really important, I think, in terms yeah. of like the, the the full scale of the dynamic. Like Jen's like, you know, it makes me feel like Tamara feels like I'm not telling the truth. And Jen, Erica Fessler's like, why in the hell has my friend, you know, the reason that I know these women not come to me and said, I don't believe this. Like, I think you're not telling the full story. This is, I'm getting this from other people, not her directly. What the hell? And Gina's like, things are being brought up, you know, just like everything about Gina's like issues are like things, you know, being brought up. It's been hard. And Jen goes, Gina, I go to bed at night and I'm okay with who I am. Yeah. And, you know, Jen breaks down and it's like, you know, and, you know, it's also like, I loved Will. And the situation is sad. Like, don't make it me, don't think, like, I think it was a fine situation that, like, didn't have repercussions and both for both of us and, like, damaged people. Like, it's a sad situation. I wouldn't, like, as much as I love Ryan, I don't ideally want, wanted to have got with him this way. Right. But, like, you know. You know, she goes, My means to getting from point A to point B were fucked up, but it is where I am. And I have to say that I am okay. And Jen thanks Gina for like sharing something so raw with you. She's like, Thank you for sharing something so raw with me. Tamara, on the other hand, that's fucked up. And she and I will have a conversation. And I was like, yes! I was excited. We were both like, Yes, this is her moment. Cause I'm like, This needs to be the moment where she, like, you know, steps in with her power as a housewife. Like yeah. it's been, it's, there's all like potential it's, and I'm like,
0: yeah. yeah, it's such good shit. I'm so excited for where this continues to go.
1: Yeah. We see a quick scene of Emily at home with uh, Shane and the kids. Um, and she talked about how Annabelle is now signed with a modeling agency. Um, she kind of hopes that it will give her sort of more structure and um, sort of like a more professionalism, mm-hmm. you know, at uh learning opportunity because she kind of compares her to like a feral child and i get it i don't mean but also
0: she's like a nine-year-old like let her be a nine-year-old
1: yeah i don't i don't know if um it's probably not my place like i don't believe in diagnosing like i did kind of sense like seeing annabelle this season like like and and it gets overdiagnosed too but it's like i could see maybe having like an adhd or like something it does seem like a little like um
0: i i would say that she i don't see the inattentiveness maybe not that um that would necessarily give like i think she's just a little hyper and that's okay yeah like i don't see i, I again she's maybe i'm overanalyzing it it, it could be um I don't know. I don't see any of the telltale signs. I see what you're talking about. Um, But I will say she's a nine-year-old. Sure. And nine-year-olds are kind of wacky, and they're all over the place. And it's also and Emily and Shane's kids. So. It's also Emily and Shane's kids. So it's like, come on, There's you also, can't expect this to be a normal kid. They're
1: also because they talk about like sort of their because Emily, I guess, also did modeling a little bit as well, and like Shane's like talking about how he had like a a talk, talk show in his
0: garage on, or something, like, local
1: cable or something like uh-huh. that. And Emily's like, okay, so that makes sense now. Like, so, like, that she's like 10% Shane. (laughs) I
0: love how Shane's like, yeah, I've literally told you this several times, and you just don't pay attention to me.
1: (laughs) Shane literally goes, I'm actually an interesting character if you pay attention. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm glad we like Shane now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Little bitch. Little bitch. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Tamara tells the girls to uh, pack an overnight bag. Um, but it's not telling them where they're going essentially.
0: Yeah. Because they wouldn't have gone.
1: <laughs> she's tell Shana, she, She get your estrogen cream. And you're like, <laughs> put your, and she's like, my estrogen <laughs> cream. <laughs> <laughs> um, cause they're going to be roughing it basically. Yeah. Um, this, Jeez. this, I thought was a sweet moment. Ta- uh, Shannon pulls Tamara to the side though, in, in their room to sort of like have a conversation about how like she's having an amazing time and she's really excited to move forward. Um, and like, confides in her about like all the beautiful moments they've had. And sort of like, it was like, it felt really genuine, like on yeah. both parts. Like it was, it was really great to see. And Tamara's like, you know, I don't want to go backwards. You know, this was at a time in my life where I was, I felt like things were spiraling, you know, et cetera. And Tamara uh, I was glad tamara apologized for what she had said on podcast and, uh, and in the media and stuff like that. Like out where I was like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that stuff. Like, you know, and, and, like, I'll take full responsibility for our issues. And Shannon's like, no, I I will fully take responsibility for, like, my end of it, too, for not being as there for you as I could have been in terms of, like, that stuff. And I thought it was sweet because I like their friendship. And I, like, I I I'm a I, I really love the Trace Amigas. And I think, like, I, I'm excited when Vicky's going to come in this season. Like, I I really love their dynamic as... Toxic is a... Yeah. Because so, to me, I think the big thing is, like, there's such a yin and yang in that. Tamra is so, like, you know, highly, like, outwardly emotional, and Shannon is, like, almost passively emotional in certain regards. And so they... That's why they clash. It's just that yeah. it's like... There's still a love there. Like, yeah.
0: And I, I honestly think that a big motivation for Tamara to return to the show was to fix things with Shannon. Because mm-hmm. I think that she knew that there was no way she would be able to to fix things with her without being on the show.
1: Yeah. But I was, I, like, I was just glad that Shannon also got that apology. Because she had been talking yes. for the last couple episodes. Like, I still need that apology for, you know, all that stuff. So I was like, good. I'm happy. Um, they drive to the tent. This was such a like. This was such a real moment for Heather. They're driving up, and Tamara goes, "That's where we're st- going to stay tonight." Heather turns to Tamara, goes, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> I, I have never heard Heather in my life say "Shut the fuck up," and
0: this, <laughs> it was so powerful. And, and Shannon, the look on Shannon's face was like we literally were like paused the show to laugh at her face. It was so good.
1: It was like, it's that, you know that delayed laugh where then you realize what's happening and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, they divide up to um, start cooking. Like half of them are doing like bison or whatever and the other half are doing like fish. <laughs> I felt very attacked because they're pouring drinks and Heather goes to Jen and goes, are you drinking Malibu? And Jen goes, it's like suntan lotion in a can. And I'm like, Okay, but I really like Malibu. <laughs> a Malibu and Coke is kind of my go-to. It's it's so good. And it's it does taste like suntan lotion a little bit, but I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not wrong. But I don't need, like, a fucking, like, $1,000 rum. Like, yeah. like
0: come on. <laughs> Taylor. Like, like, the most, like, like bougie rum that I'll drink is Kraken. And that's just yeah, it's but so like, good. Yeah. It's just, ugh,
1: ugh um Taylor's there's stuff in the fish with uh, the cavity of the fish with like lemon slices and Taylor's like I'm naming the fish and Heather goes no no,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Louie was it did she yeah, name it Louie yeah.
1: um Heather's practicing her lasso and like lassos the champagne flute from <laughs> <laughs> just such a great moment Heather's like it was meant to be I loved Heather this trip and I, I think I was saying it to you when it happened. Like, this was so much better than last season. Oh, yeah. Like, Heather Heather doesn't do good when she's the lead. Yeah. Like, she needs to be
0: the side character. Not side character, but, like... Well, part of the issue last season was that they started the season with this whole, like, drama that was coming for her family. Right. And like someone like maligning her husband and his business and like the lawsuit and all of this stuff that I think it just took everything left. Mm -hmm. And then Noella being Noella, like created the entire rest of the season. That was the issue. And it's like, Heather didn't get a chance to breathe. And have any fun last season. Right. And she's able to do that now, even though there is the drama right now with with her and uh, Taylor. Right. But it's... it's but it's, it's like light. You it's know? light.
1: And I think also it's like, to me, what made Heather so good on OC when she first started was like she was so straight laced. And then you had the leaders of the show being Vicky and Tamra, who are fucking crazy. Yeah. And we're like throw and it's like, how does Heather, this like prim and proper, like, you know, Debutante, like handle like these like crazy fucking situations. Yeah, and that's what made it
0: so that juxtaposition.
1: Yeah, so when like Heather's leading like the like that vacation to Mexico last season, that was so much about her business, and yeah, like,
0: it was like it's too rigid. There's, well, and no, she like, was also like scoping out like future properties to buy with Terry.
1: Yeah, it's like I need you guys to go bar hopping and be uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, like, that's what I want out of it. Like, but like this where it's like throw Heather in fucking Montana and like have her shovel shit. And like, (laughs) and like, it's, it's perfect. Like, it's perfect. Tamara asked Taylor, they're talking around, uh, as they're cooking and Tamara asked Taylor if they, you know, you know, I, I was thinking about like the whole thing. Like, did we ever really make fun of Heather's career at the lunch? And this is where Taylor goes. What I would say is that, you know, there was a potential chance that we were being sarcastic. And then Tamara goes, like, well, because apparently there was chatter that we were making fun of her. And Taylor's like, I didn't say that. And Tamara goes, Gina did.
0: And I'm like, okay, here and we Gina's go. And Gina's, like, standing nearby but not in the conversation. And, like, Tamara, when she does that, literally turns and faces Gina. Is yeah. like... And fuck you, basically. It's you know? the
1: Dorinda meme of, she's starting. <laughs> yeah, literally that. And then we find out two hours before they left, Heather basically told Tamara what Gina said in the in the trailer. <laughs> Heather being a great friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gina said that, you know, like, I was only going based off of what was said from the night before. And Tamar's like, why are you involving yourself in this when you weren't even there? And Gina's like, because I was checking on my friend. And Tamar goes, Gina, goodbye. Go away. Like, sort of like <laughs> really dismissive. <laughs> Um, Heather's gets into the conversation and she, Gina's like, I'm just, I was just checking on you. Like, why am I getting penalized for just checking on you?
0: And Heather's like, checking on me is great. (laughs) I I love the way that she starts it. It's like, okay. Um, yes, but no. (laughs) It's, it's so Heather, like the, it's (laughs) such a mothering moment. Uh, She's like,
1: but you made it out to be like this big pattern and we cut to the uh, more footage from it. And yeah, Gina was basically like, she's done it to Emily. She's done it to me. But she has. It's not It's not wrong. It's not incorrect. Gina's camera has no room
0: to be mad about it.
1: No. Gina's basically pissed that Heather threw her under the bus though. And her confessional Gina's like, at this point, honestly, I don't even know if Heather is even from New York. Wow. That's bold words. Um, I love that that's their one bonding point from last season. We're both from New York. Um, Tamara says that she thought that they were cool and uh, didn't think that you know you would try to stab me in the back. The whole time as this fight is happening, by the way, they keep cutting to the ranch hands who are having to tend to the meat that they're cooking. And they're just commenting to the side being like, look at this shit.
0: Like freaking- <laughs> It's so funny watching these ranch hands talk shit behind their backs. I was Catholic at
1: one point one of them go you want to check on that shit show over there and the, the other goes not really <laughs> Jen then comes into the conversation though and Jen's like you know if we're talking about the pattern that was what we talked about at the lunch and basically now confronts Tamara. and Tamra is like you know I'm just confused about what you're doing you know Tamara is like you know what I think I have built up resentments you know and then Tamra then tells the Ryan story of what she told Shannon and Heather about saying him saying I want to fuck her basically and Jen's like, well, why have we not had this conversation? Basically, like that's my like she's not the, like she's not like, no, Ryan would never say that. She's not like, you know, yeah,
0: like she's not because trying to she hasn't talked to Ryan. So she's like, I'm not going to try to defend him because I haven't heard his side of the story. So we're not going to do that. What we're instead going to do is talk about why you are bringing this to me now in front of everyone else. Yeah, when you've never said this to me before,
1: and and Tamara's like because it's kind of disgusting, and my husband doesn't know, and I'm like okay, but then also the t- the time of that becomes very important because if you knew that from the beginning, that's your fault then that Eddie doesn't yeah. know,
0: and why have you held on to this for so long?
1: Yeah, Gina in her confessional because Gina pulls a face at this, and in her confessional, like so I'm a shit for advising my friend Heather about bad things that you said. But this isn't being a bad friend to Jen. Just outing this in front of everyone. You're a great friend, Tamara. We cut back and Tamara's like, how would you feel if if you had to keep it quiet? Implying that Jen like tried to put a muzzle on Tamara talking about the affair. And Jen is like, no, that never happened. I never told anyone to keep quiet. I was the one that told Will at the end of the day. And Tamara's like, you know, and th- then Tamara brings up the whole, and I don't think she, because she didn't bring this up at Cut Fitness, right? This was, we found this out in her confessional about Will finding them fucking in the car, right? Right. I think that, so. That Tamara accuses them. And Jen's like, that is so wrong, Tamara. That's not what happened. And then she explains the story about that. It wasn't that they, you know, that they were fucking in the car, that they had an event uh, for her uh, for thing. Will was in town. And that uh, Ryan called her and was basically like, I have a gift for you. They met in the car. It was intimate, but it wasn't like a, like, it wasn't, they had intercourse.
0: And they even to that point had never even held hands. Yeah.
1: She makes that point. She's like, at that point, I never even held Ryan's hand. This is where I feel like the point got lost. Cause she says that and Gina goes, it's still really shitty. And Heather's like, the emotional affairs are worse. I think it's like, y- Yes, but that's not the point. Well, and Jen like,
0: even s- stops and says, of course, of course it is.
1: And she says, I understand I'm trying to fe- be sensitive to you, Gina, but, I, you know, I'm just trying to explain it. Yeah. Like, don't, like I get, but it's like, don't fault me for, like, it's not me saying this was great. I was, like, like... It's okay because I never had sex with him.
0: That's not what she's saying. She's not excusing. She's explaining.
1: She's basically like, Tamara's accusing me of something that is not true. And I am explaining why that is not true. Right. That's the only point. Um, But you were like, I remember you were saying, I think that shifts when Shannon started talking. But I agree. Like, Shannon was basically like, why else? Shannon's basically just saying,
0: I can believe Jen's story. Like, it's not like, you know. Well, but she's also, like, giving credence to, and I kind of agree with her. It's like, you would not choose. Why would you choose to walk away from your family, from your husband, from your children, Yeah, all of that? Why would you choose to walk away from that if you don't know if this thing that you, like, this little crush if you don't know if there's something more to that or, or if, if that, it's or, just a little crush or
1: if it's just or not knowing that there's an emotional component to it beyond just fucking. Right. Like, like if you were just fucking a guy because you, you were lonely or whatever or something right. like that, but you had no emotional connection to that person, you wouldn't leave your family. Right. Like that's her point, And she, and she's only saying that to say what Jen is saying could be true. But then Gina basically starts losing it. and she's like, There should be no emotional connections made when you're married. Like like sort of like and she does like the like weird hand motion shit. She ends just being like, I'm not trying to justify it. Like like Literally, I'm not saying this was right. I'm saying this could be believable in terms of her story. Like, we're losing the point here, basically. And Shannon Gina's like, you're in a car getting a gift from a man. You walked away from your marriage. And, like, this is where I felt bad. Because Jen just has to sit there and kind of just be like, you know, yeah, I'm an asshole. Like, yeah. it's like, I get it. I get Gina's, like, is able to vocalize. It's not Jen's fault. But it's like, it sucks that you're just, like, ranting and, like. Because then, Gina then storms off, and I'm like, I can understand you being uncomfortable and detaching yourself when you're hearing this stuff. I can, like, but you don't have to yell about it. Like, you don't yeah. have to, like, embarrass the person because of your trigger. Yeah. Like, that's the frustrating thing about it all. And Heather, but Heather is also then, like, you know, I understand what Gina's saying, basically like and she's like if my husband did that to me i would feel the same fucking way and it's, it's like saying it standing right next to jen and it's like
0: but it's not but again nobody is saying that what jen did was okay right nobody is saying that will had no right to be upset when he found out about this yes again she made a choice to step outside of her marriage And she is owning that fact. She is not excusing it. She is not saying that it was okay. But she is saying, this is what I did. Yeah. And so, like, nobody, like, I don't understand why people are trying to act like she's saying it's okay
1: it's just like, and it's one thing for, like, I can't almost blame it on Gina's trigger, but it's like, don't Heather, don't then like also be annoyed by it. Like, I don't know. Shannon, her confession was like, I'm not going to lie. It's surprising. I'm giving Jenna, Jen, the benefit of the doubt, but I think it's because I realize I'm in a better place in my life right now without my marriage that also included infidelity. And that's the thing with Gina. It's like, we find out it's like Gina's not over it, which is a problem. Like that's, yeah. the, you know, Shannon, you know, and it sucks at what happens with Shannon and John when, yeah. with that statement. But like, Shannon seems to have like gotten over the David stuff for the most part. And I agree that she has. Like in yeah. presentation, she, it's like a, you know, a, a, it, and that was terrible. Like, yeah. But like, you know she's been able to move past it in certain ways. Well,
0: and even today, like she is now friends with John again. Yeah, and took that photo
1: with David at the Quiet yeah. Woman and all that. So. And it's
0: just like she is really like an evolved version of herself, and I'm really, really happy for her because she was in a, she was in an awful dark place yeah. when she first started on Housewives and for many years after that and it's just nice to see her finally come into her own oh yeah for sure
1: Tamara then decides to pull genocide right to have a one-on-one um they go to the tr- gina is going into the tractor as heather's following her and Gina's basically trying to facetime travis
0: and heather literally stops her and's like nope nope not doing that she snatches the phone out of gina's hand and as travis is answering and goes travis she will call you back. We don't need you right now. And hangs up. <laughs> and I like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I love you for this. Yeah. And then, but like we see, this is
1: why I love this. We see these two like dramatic, like Jen and Tamara, Gina and Heather having these like dramatic side conversations. And then we go to Shannon and Taylor and Shannon can't get her belt buckle off to pee.
0: <laughs> and Taylor, like. Has to cut her belt loop <laughs> to get her out of her pants. She's like, this is Oklahoma hilarious. for you.
1: <laughs> it's like, perfect. Oh, my God. It's so great. Tamara and Jen are talking. And Tamara basically tells Jen, you know, I'm worried about you you leaving your family for Ryan. Like, I'm, I'm worried you made a mistake. And Tamara's like, I don't want him to cheat on you. And Jen's like, I don't want to be fucking cheated on. So, yeah. like, I'm not, like... That's the thing. Jen's not blind. Like, I don't think... Like, she's
0: not trying to be, like, willfully blind in this. I don't know. Well, and then... mm, What I don't like is how... If Jen had actually called Tamara and said, he cheated on me, wouldn't that have come up right there? Exactly. Wouldn't she have said, I don't want him to cheat on you again? Yeah. Instead she said, I don't want him to cheat on you, implying that he has not cheated on her previously. I
1: don't believe what Tamara said about that. As I don't a, either. At the very least, that part. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Tamara's like, I know a lot. And Jen's like, if there's something you know, tell me. Like, what, like, which again, like, if Jen was trying to hide shit, why would she be like, tell me what you know? Yeah. On camera. Like, tell me what you know. And then Tamara brings up that uh, her friend Heather got set a dick pic by him. And then Jen immediately is like, Look, I was next to, so that's a big story. I was next to him on the flight when he sent that, and he a- did it accidentally. Ba- and Jen posted it, and Ryan posted a thing on her Instagram story, like also talking about this, where like he was, he basically Snapchatted what he thought he was just Snapchatting to Jen, but basically sent to like also his adult kids. And like,
0: the- I cannot imagine getting my dad's dick pic on Snapchat. Yeah. I would not laugh at that. No. That would not be funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, apparently it was captioned, hi, me and my limp D miss you. Like, I just, what? It's so bad. Um, But I kind of believe, again, I, Jen seems very believable.
0: Yes. Like, 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 she's not searching for an excuse. She's not making something up. She's, like, literally going, Oh no, that was this, and
1: it wasn't just like Ryan told me this happened. It was, it was I, I was saw there. It. Like, I, I. It seems plausible to me, and Tam, but Tamara thinks she's covering for Ryan. <laughs> she goes, "What forty-five year old man is sending snapshots of their dick to anybody?" And I'm um, like, "Girl,
0: girl, I, we literally have had politicians that have <laughs> yeah, had, yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. this sort of scandal happen, and it's like." Come on.
1: Anthony Weiner was at least 45, I got to imagine.
0: Yeah, we've had celebrities that have had that leak. Like, we've had a lot of things happen. Yeah. So Ryan is the last in a long list. Right.
1: Uh, Jen and Erica says, Ryan has never been able to commit to one person. So do I judge him on the way he lived? No. Do I appreciate that he shows up in our relationship and it's faithful to me? Yes. But is there a little bit of like, fuck, I hope he doesn't do that? Yeah, there is. And to me, again, if she was lying and trying to hide shit, she wouldn't be saying that. Right. To me. She would be like, you know, Ryan has a past, but, pe- you know, he shouldn't be held accountable for his past. It doesn't mean he did it. Like, like she would be shooting, you know, she would be more vociferously be like, I don't believe I, sh- you know, I'm not going to hold him to account for things. She's willing to listen to information. Right. Like, it's not the same. I think Tamara basically says like, you know, I don't want to fight with you. I just want you to be happy at the end of the day. And they kind of leave it at that. Basically we go to Heather talking to Gina and Heather's basically like, you know, I don't think you should be talking about this stuff to Travis because you know, it's not fair to him and you have work to do essentially, which I agree. Like, this has been three years since her divorce yeah and it's been bad like the whole domestic violence stuff like it's been it's bad yeah but like if you're not over it at the three-year mark enough to where and you're never fully over it but like to where it's triggering you this hard in situations then you haven't done the work Well, and the thing
0: is is that she's clearly not still in it in certain ways because she's literally working with this man to get his conviction overturned. Right. So, like, it's not that he triggers her. No. So what is, like, there's something nuanced going on here. It's not that she's not over it. She is, but there's, like, something that's still there. There's something that's festering. Right. And you got to work that shit out in therapy, girl. And like, I'm glad that you haven't it, because it's good TV. But like, personally, I mean, I, could I hope you can get that closure.
1: It's good TV in the sense that it's drama, but like, I kind of like, I'm like, you, th- I'm a little over it. <laughs> like, I'm like, this is like now the, the third or fourth time. And I'm like, you, like, either you fix it or like.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it, there's ongoing drama that is compelling and, and fun and all of that. This is just the same note, yeah. Like there's no development to this drama,
1: yeah. I as agree. of yet,
0: so it's like, come on.
1: And Heather's basically like, Travis is your boyfriend. He's not your therapist, and he's not your brother. Yeah, it's like okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like uh, the I guess he meant like family member, but it was like, yeah, you don't fuck your brother. Like that's what <laughs> well, my memory
0: went. No, but it, it's more like a he's the person you're in the relationship with. So if you have Things that could affect the relationship that you need to work out, you have to work that out outside of that person. Right. You have to use a therapist or your friend or a sibling or somebody else to work through that with Mm -hmm. because he doesn't deserve that to be put on him. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's the biggest thing. But overall, another really good episode of Real Housewives of Orange County. Um, Loving this Montana trip. Um. Yeah. Real.
0: Just really great season overall. I yeah.
1: re- re- Really, really enjoy it.
0: All right. Let's talk about tops and bottoms. Uh, we got uh, we got uh, Drag Race. Uh, we got um, Martha's Vineyard. Got eight episodes of that. So plenty <laughs> of things to pick from there. Um, and we have OC. What are you thinking, babe?
1: Uh, I'll start with my top. Um, for my top for this week, I'm gonna give it to Jen over on OC. I've been loving Jen this season. I think she's been one of the better new additions on housewives in a while. Um, and I thought this was kind of her moment to kind of sort of like stand firm in things. Mm-hmm. Um, she maybe didn't have that full like housewife confrontation moment at the end with Tamra, but I thought she held her own in a way that I think is important for a housewife to do. You have to sort of like be firm in your opinions and sort of not waver. And I thought she did that in a really great way. I think, she, you know, as much as Tamra's critiquing her, um, I think she is consistent, both in the not just the story, but just the way she's moving about this show. Like she's moving in a way that is consistent with a, a person's character mm-hmm. and how she operates. And I really appreciate it. I think she's a a, a good, refreshing uh, addition to the show right now, and and really contributes a lot. So my top is going to go to Jen. Um, my bottom. I'm gonna give it to basically whoever it was on Drag Race who decided this format for how the episodes are gonna play out for the finale of All Stars Eight. Like, yeah, I hate it. I, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's, it's just not going to sort of like lead to a real satisfying moment to me, especially when it's kind of, if, if Jimbo doesn't win, obviously it's going to be upsetting, but also like, it's kind of clear Jimbo needs to win. I mean, four wins at this point. Like if Jimbo doesn't win the competition, it's kind of crazy. Um, But like, yeah, it's just like, I, uh, I think the fame game stuff also has been a good idea that it hasn't really like been the best, Like like in terms of like, you know, satisfaction at the end of the day, it's kind of like, "Oh, this is a thing that we have. It's not like exciting necessarily. Um, but you know, who knows you know I, I it's drag race, so you know we we eat it up all the time so mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's it's you know kind of hard to critique in that in that regard. um what about you, babe? What are your tops and your
0: bottoms? um so I think uh I think both my top and my bottom is going to come from Martha's vineyard. okay. Um, I'm going to start with my bottom because I like to end on a high note. Um, my bottom's going to go to Silas because fuck that guy.
1: Yeah, that's easy.
0: <laughs> like, I I will say that Silas, um, I still think, is probably a better person than Phil. Oh, sure. Phil could have gotten my bottom if it was for an episode. Mm. But since we're doing the whole season um it has to go to Silas. Silas had a bigger negative impact on the season I felt. Um and like Jasmine needs her independence from that man. Um quick fast and in a hurry. <laughs> um he is toxic. Yeah. He is not um not a good person. Well, I, look, he could be a very good person. It's just that he did not show his best self on the show.
1: Yeah, I would say that
0: um, the opposite of that. I'm going to split my top between um, Jordan okay. and Preston. Yeah. Those because, are two of my favorites. Because Again, like you just said, two of my favorites. Um, Amir is definitely the eye candy of the season, but as far as, the people that really stood out as having like the best moral character and the people that I really like look up to and like aspire to be like, it would be Jordan and Preston. Like both of them are so rooted in who they are. um, And they, they know exactly who they are and they don't waver from that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Jordan has some still some work to do on like um dealing with some of the trauma that she's been through, but there's nothing wrong with that. She never wavers in her convictions. Yeah. Um Preston is like um like, uh, very much the same way, very rooted in who he is, very knowledgeable and very, like, fun. Like, he has the perfect balance between being light and fun and carefree and, like, shady at Mm -hmm. all the right times, but also without ever being rude and with, like, never getting down in the mud and like getting super messy with people. Right. And, um, it's just both of them. I really commend for being able to wade through, um, some kind of bullshit that happened during the season <laughs> and like really remain above board and completely beyond reproach in my view. Um, and just at, I personally think that that's kind of hard to do in a, in a pressure cooker like that, to never make a misstep, to never really um, do wrong by anybody, and to really just keep your head high and like keep strong in who you are and never apologize for that, um, and just live in your truth. And I, I thought that was really powerful. Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode of A Gay and His Envy.
1: Join us next time for more of our recaps and hot takes. And be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening. And check us out on our social media at A
0: Gay and His Envy on all the platforms. A special shout out to Shane Ivers who wrote Pulsar, the song we use for our theme. I'm Eamon. I'm Merlin. And And we're we're out. out.
1: This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at SorgatronMedia.com.